To this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as we wait for uh, Infinite Umbra to get here, we are joined by Daniel McGee, who thank goodness is on the men feeling much better. Daniel, how are you feeling, brother? Welcome back. I'm doing great, much better. Uh was was sick for most of a week. And that uh sucks, dude. And it was the kind of sick where, like, you don't even really want to, like, play games or do anything. I mostly just oh, yeah. laid in bed and slept and threw up. But, you know, it was a good time. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a real good day today, though, because I've got you guys in one ear. I've got the FTC hearing in the other ear. It's going to be is just nonstop information today. I'm going to download everything to my brain like a Borg and see how it works out. Well, you know what? Speaking of information, Retri, uh, you, like mm. myself, brother, are in a position where we are not even sure what the H we're going to talk about. I mean, obviously, we're advertised to talk about a couple of things, but uh, there is just the, the information overload in the last 12 hours has been nothing short of astounding. But welcome, brother. How you feeling? Feeling good, boom. Uh, yeah, I mean, this kind of reminds me of like the show that me and Dave just had this past Sunday that, uh, you know, covering the FTC versus Microsoft stuff in the court hearings. There's just so much information. I literally had, I did a boom, essentially. I had eight pages of notes by the time he I was wins, done. I was yep. like, this is ridiculous. I can't do this in two hours. So we had to skip around. So I kind of feel like with all the stuff that we found out that uh, Xbox is possibly looking at acquiring and what they, you know, dwindled the uh, list down to it's it's an insane amount um but uh, i'm glad we're here like a lot of things are going on at the same time we got all this information while the ftc hearing is continuing right now um so i'm sure we're going to get some tidbits of information from foss and post up and whatnot as we go so we might have to break in with that stuff as well but yeah glad to be here boom thanks for having me what's up chat how you doing and uh, we'll, we'll do our best today and just try to cover as much as we possibly can yeah, you know what, folks? Like I said, we we we're doing something very different uh, as as a group of podcasters. Uh, what we're doing is because there were literally pages upon pages upon pages of just information. We are going to take what we thought was the most interesting aspect of it, and we're all going to come at it from different angles. We're all going to have different opinions. Like I want to speak specifically speak about. Matt Booty, some of the things that he had to say, uh, why he basically is the assassin that no one knew was coming. Uh, he is the silent killer. He is the throat slitter, if you will. Uh, like I said, everyone's been asking, what does Matt Booty do? Uh, well, a perfect example of that is the last showcase. That was all Matt Booty's doing. And we're learning more and more of, of the work that he does on a daily basis. And to be honest with you, there is a lot to get into. Um, now, obviously, if the Jim Ryan who is being deposed as we speak, like right now, he's being deposed, uh, and it is a it's, it is a video. He's not there in person. The video is from April sixth. Uh, of course, I want to say a big thank you to Foss Patents, of course, uh, for not only having boots on the ground, but he is literally listening in the courtroom and typing as we speak. So we're going to get updates. Uh, I don't know what Jim Ryan is going to say, what he has to say, 
but we will learn momentarily. If there's anything breaking, we will stop what we're talking about to keep you in the loop. Um, and uh, listen, uh, let, let's why we again why we wait for Umber to get here because he should be here. Uh, I'll start first with uh, uh, Daniel. Daniel, listen. Obviously, you know we we're in a bit of a position where, uh, like Retri said in the green room, we're we have information overload. Um, there is so much information uh, that proves that Microsoft is not not only in it to win it, but they are in it for the ex- for as far as Xbox is going to take them. The investments that are coming. Uh, you know that that remember they had there's a there's a top 100 list of developers and publishers that was original uh, that that shrank down to 17. They had a finite list. Uh, what we learned in um, April of 2021 uh, is that, or I believe it was August of a, 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 a of 2021, Sega was the next acquisition. We saw the email from Phil Spencer uh, talking to uh, Amy Hood, talking to of course. Uh, everyone on the board, that this was going to be the next move. And that kind of got gummed up thanks to ABK. And I still think that's on the table, folks. I, I still think that Sega is going to be on the table. And uh, you know what? We, we, we'll get right into uh, you know into what everyone else to say. But for you, Daniel, what, what jumped off the page of all of these documents that are now out for everyone to read? Oh, man, so much. Uh I think maybe I will target in on that that Sega conversation because there's some parts of it that I find really interesting, right? So if we if we sort of look at it on the on the page that they that they released or whatever you want to call it for uh, for the email that he that Phil sent to Sadia and Amy Hood about requesting to approach Sega for an acquisition. There's a lot of information there that's really interesting. But part of it that I want to focus in on is the metric that they were using back in 2021 for deciding what teams they wanted to to acquire. And it looks like it comes down to three very broad areas. And then they they went into more detail later in a different post. Um, But originally, the three things they were focused on were uh, expanding PC in North America and Europe mobile in North America and Europe, and console and PC in APAC, which is the Asia-Pacific region. Um, And I think we can see that of those three things, Activision pretty much covers two of them, right? In terms of expanding them, right? PC in North America, mobile in North America. You could argue PC in Asia-Pacific because of uh, StarCraft. Of course, that hasn't come out in like over a decade. So I I don't know if they still count that. but it's really interesting to be like, okay, so we can we can look at what things they were, what gaps they were looking to fill, see which ones they have filled, <clears throat> see which ones they have filled, and then extrapolate based on the ones that are still open where where they're going in the future. And it seems like of those big three, those big three wide uh, gaps that they left, the big one left is that they still want to be more like synonymous with Japanese games or Asia Pacific in general, which does, I think still leave Sega on the table. And back in 2021, they were really high on the idea of, of getting Sega. They uh, I pulled out a quote here. 
where it says, keeping in mind these leading priorities, we evaluate a set of targets, both individually and in combination of our own studios to determine the best strategic fit. Sega is the most attractive next acquisition target due to its global PC catalog presence on mobile in Asia and global brand affinity on console throughout its classic IP. Now, <clears throat> throughout the rest of these documents that we saw, there are some things that sort of bring aspects of this into question, right? The point that we can see is that at least in, what was this, April of 2021, they were really high on the idea of acquiring Sega. It was, it was the most attractive next acquisition in their own words, right? And specifically Phil Spencer's own words. But this would have been prior to both the ZeniMax acquisition and now Activision Blizzard. Now, it is close enough that the conversation for the ZeniMax deal may have already started. And in fact, if you look at the rest of the slides, they don't mention ZeniMax at any point in their future targets, which to me implies that they had already considered ZeniMax as being something that they were going to acquire. Because we're, we're looking at a different of three, four months and that conversation had likely already started. But also Activision Blizzard doesn't show up on that list anywhere. And I think that that's because they never thought it would be an option. <laughs> I think when they were looking at it at the time, they were very likely seeing this is going to be extremely expensive and it's going to be honestly probably a pain in the ass to get it through the courts, which we're seeing now. Because we can also look at a, a couple of the metrics for why they removed people from the conversation. And one of those was like, it'll cost more than $20 billion, $20 billion or like, we don't necessarily see a return on investment, uh, like all kinds of things like that, that could have potentially pulled Activision Blizzard off that list at first uh, before the price dropped and that conversation started moving. So it's interesting to see that Sega was so important to them in 2021, and then they took these other steps. So I'm curious to see sort of what the, the timetable is on that. Um, one thing that I also want to point out is that when they were in their sort of breakdown of all these companies, they put the pros of why they should get everything and the cons of why they might not. And um, they called it the risks. And one of the risks that they put for Sega Sammy was that it had a lot of uh, different verticals that they viewed more as um, sort of a, a hindrance or a, something like that instead of being a benefit to Xbox because it's things like the pachinko machines and the resorts, um, which is strange to me because I don't know if it would have gone through yet, but this is after the time that Sega Sammy would have announced that they were planning on splitting um, Sega and Sammy into two separate sort of entities or not. They're, Sega is now a subsidiary of Sammy. It's actually called, uh, I wrote it somewhere. It's called like Sega SHQ or something. Uh, but they split that off a prior to the time where this slide deck would have been written. So it's interesting to see that even after that, they were like, well, we'll probably just want to buy the whole thing, but like, maybe not the whole, <laughs> like, um, they were talking about how it was evaluated at the time at uh, $2.3 billion, which it's gone up. It's almost doubled since then. Do you, um, I have a question on yeah. that though. Do you think that's the evaluation of the whole thing? Or do you think they're evaluating the, the, yeah. uh, the gaming side of it because they have the, the revenue thing. split for okay because they're it's showing the thing because I they specifically call it sega million. sammy yeah and not just sega um because right now they're still it's still the same company sega sammy is still one right one thing that you would like purchase stock for um but in there's an article i had pulled up the other day that specifically mentions that after 
the Sega Sammy split, they could sell just Sega out and mm, leave right. the pachinko machines and the resorts and all that as a separate uh, operating entity because that's basically what it is now. Um, so that is an option to them. The only question is sort of whether Sega would want to sell that, which who's to say? Who, who I got to tell you, I'm, 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 I don't mean to cut, uh, stop the conversation. No, you're good. Jim Ryan is a real POS. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just folks, happening? again, I, I, listen, I, I know this is going to be one of those podcasts that we're all over the place, but this is such inf yep. interesting information. Apparently, Jim Ryan is uh, Jim Ryan does not count Nintendo as competition. His words, uh, and he goes on to say uh, he really digs his heel in the sand about um, about uh, is this what he had to say, folks? Sony would not rely on any contract when it's about their new, their principal competitor getting information on new PlayStation technology. He goes on to say uh, Ryan says confidentially. Inf confidential information about new PlayStation technology could leak into other parts of Microsoft, and then they could develop similar features that we invented. Wow. Remember when they invented Splatoon early? That was cool. Yeah, that's right. They did. It's oh, wait, bubbles. no, they stole it after the fact. That's right. They stole bubbles. But please, please continue. I mean, that's pretty much the end of it. That's what I have written down for, for the, the Sega section here, is there... There were so many interesting pieces of information that came out of their desire to purchase Sega. One of the things, and and Foss Patton specifically talked about this on his own Twitter account. Um, but the the last thing I wanted to pull out is it says uh, in a in a section talking about how they would sort of make money off of buying um, Sega. They said we will continue to sell acquired games and franchises across all game platforms. Previously unavailable titles on Xbox will be brought over to the platform for additional monetization opportunities, and future titles will no longer observe a daily uh, a delay of launching on Xbox. Which I took to mean that after they acquired Sega, their plan would be to continue selling things on PlayStation, which I guess yep. would make sense because they're that's exactly Japanese how I games too. I suppose he, it, could, he it could be depicted differently. For me, I read the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, so did I. Wait, wait, wait so what you're saying Foss is saying something different? Yeah, I forget exactly. I'd have to pull up the tweet. But I, I huh. was looking through his Twitter account earlier, and he was saying that that he didn't. That was not the way that he had read that. Um, um, well, all right. Well, three of us yeah, are reading right. it the way. I mean, we're all reading it the way you are too, Daniel. I, yeah. I don't know how else you would how else you would read that. Um, but, I mean, for, uh, first of all, and that's the other thing that no one really talks about. They're, it's all platforms. I mean, it seems right. kind well, of yeah. It, 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 it seems pretty cut and dry. And and, and yeah. you know why it makes sense? Why it makes sense is this: for Microsoft, for and for Xbox gamers, the exclusive isn't mm -hmm. the title. The exclusive nope. is Xbox Game Pass. Okay, and. It would behoove Microsoft, who is giving their players ridiculous deals on a ridiculous amount of titles, investing a ridiculous amount of money, to then have those same titles, not all titles, but why yeah. would you not put a new Sonic title on PlayStation or Nintendo or PC? You'd be a madman not to do that because that's 70% you're going to get from said customer. And most of that 70% is probably going to come from the Nintendo aspect of it so yeah it, it, i read it the same way it doesn't look like they would have i mean i would imagine that maybe some newly developed ip might yeah. be exclusive 
I found the tweet. Florian saying, Microsoft's plan for Sega was to keep existing titles multi-platform. That is consistent with what happened with ZeniMax Bethesda and what Microsoft plans for Call of Duty. So it seems mm. like he's he's thinking that the way that it's worded might leave room for them making sort of newer things or new games in existing franchises maybe as uh, exclusive. I don't know. I don't know. Of course, oh, this is also, yeah. you know, we've seen sort of uh, an interesting conversation about that between Phil Spencer and Pete Hines in a couple of emails where, and Pete seemed upset about it, where it's, uh, Bethesda's games going forward are all going to be exclusive to Xbox. Um, that's something that's been talked about in the court and, and has been validated by a multitude of, of emails and, and sort of decks and all that kind of stuff speaking of pete hines good morning everybody speaking of pete hines i thought that he sounded quite particularly and and if even if you see him in a court in the trial that he was there speaking the i believe when they were acquired and people asked him about games coming to playstation he seems decidedly kind of anti uh how do i put this (laughs) um i don't know I don't know how to put this without sounding wrong about it, but he doesn't sound like he's quite with the program to me. Yeah, well, I, you I know, kind of agree with you on that. I, I have to agree. Listen, I, I don't want to attack anybody for having bigger opinions than mine, right? Have your opinion. We may not disagree. We may disagree. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know Pete Hines. I think he did fine on the stand. Uh, I don't know if he's on the same page. It, it, to me, based on his emails, he did not seem to be then. Um, I mean, we have heard, folks, and I don't think I'm making this up, that it was his idea to approach PlayStation about Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, so see. what's a bit interesting here is if you were okay with those exclusives for PlayStation, what's the problem with Starfield and potential other games being exclusive on Xbox. Now, I'm, I'm a bit confused by that. Yeah. Not I, only I read that, that for me, as, but like him jumping in, like with the whole thing of player he, number thing. him mentioning things too, just saying it out loud that like volunteering information is much like the, the gentleman who runs, uh, I forget his name right now, who runs Arcane, right? Well, he volunteered information like, oh, this was also going to the PlayStation, by the way. Yeah, yes. he, he should have been fired that after crap. that. I would have fired they, him. They, got, they have got to stop doing that across yeah. the board. Yeah. I would keep no, Hines known it things is a little different. I, I saw it more as... Year, I remember. It was the exact same thing where he said he volunteered information about the game also before coming to PlayStation, before they were acquired. Didn't have to say it, just mentioned it out loud. Then he was like, sorry, and apologize and all that. A lot of people had issue with that. Mm. Uh, the way that he says it, it doesn't sound like he's upset that his games aren't going to PlayStation. Like, I don't think that he's like a, a Sony apologist or anything. The way that it comes across is more that he's confused and maybe a little upset as to why Bethesda games are going to be exclusive to Xbox. But in the in the blog post, it makes it seem like Activision Blizzard games will not be. And he's like, why are we different from them? Like it, it makes it the way that he says it makes it feel more like he's upset that it seems like Zenimax is viewed as like lesser than Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 he has that to thing. me is I think where he's upset. And, and you know, I'd like to answer that question. Uh and the, the answer is they are. Uh right. because all of <laughs> all of Bethesda's titles from Deathloop 
and from to- Ghostwire Tokyo and from all of the Arcane Studio games, uh, critically, they're critical darlings. Uh, financially, though, they don't sell, which is why we saw them get sold. Uh, Zenimax or Bethesda was sold to Microsoft for nearly $8 billion because they were robbing Peter to pay Paul. And the perfect example of that is Fallout 76, the last Wolfenstein with the two with, with the daughters. They 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 were transitioning to games as a service to make money. And the truth of the matter is, is as great as uh some of their newer games are. They don't have the same legs. Fallout 76, yes, now it has over 10 million players. And ESO now has over 10 or 15 million players. And yes, they are making money. But at the time of the sale, they were not making money, which is why they were robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'll go further than that, Bone. I'll go further than that. It's not just that, you know, know, he's questioning it. For one, I found it weird that you questioned I don't know where you can where good job you can be you acquired as a business and you're like well why can't we put our things over this like where do you get to dictate that as a, an employee or something I don't understand that that's yeah I felt like he was he was stepping over his bounds it, it a little definitely bit to same me. boundary overstep to me but yeah. two the not on, on top of what you're saying like yeah you're not them and to be fair I mean yeah I would prefer the Elder Scrolls and things of those natures you know over Call of Duty any day. But let's be real here. In reality, like you pointed out, Call of Duty is just mm-hmm. a much bigger, bigger franchise. Just be yeah. real, right? Yeah. More than that, it goes in step with the what they're what they've spoken before. Multiplayer games will stay multiplat. It's kind of been the thing that they've stuck with. Yeah. Call of Duty has stayed multiplat because one, it would be foolish to take it away from PlayStation and other markets or platforms, rather, where you're making all of this money from it. And versus you keeping single player based games like elder scrolls or death loop if they didn't have that deal already in place for playstation uh ghostwire tokyo etc if it's single player microsoft has already kind of drawn a line saying yeah case by case basis but mm. nine times out of ten those are going to be only on xbox and pc versus multiplayer which will be on playstation and other platforms that's what they've kind of uh i think established and that fits sure. in with what they're going for with to me but he and was pointing out specifically in the blog post where it said all of Activision Blizzard games, which would include things like Crash Bandicoot and all these other single player games. So he he was specifically being like, hey, so are there going to be things from Activision that are exclusive to Xbox or is it just us? Like, why is why right. is this are we different? Getting picked on? <laughs> or like, yeah, like what about like Activision games that are brand new IP, like that sort of thing? Like, I think he understands that Call of Duty is a bigger thing and that like World of Warcraft and all that stuff if it ever comes to console, probably come to other consoles as well. Like, like he's Pete Hines, like he knows how the business works. Right. But I think that there is a fair conversation to be had between him and Xbox leadership about like, why, why are we viewing sort of new IP from Bethesda differently than new IP from Activision? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's totally well, what, what new IP from Activision though. Good. Well, they're what? working on that. Um, they're working on that survival game or whatever. Uh, we're talking about, like, well, Blizzard, Blizzard's working on the survival game, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but, but that's okay. But we don't have any that's there's nothing established for that, though. Like, we have no idea whether, right? But he was talking about the blog post where it just said all Activision Blizzard games would continue to be so that's 
Yeah, well, he see, was talking about that. And then I think that I don't think they've ever thing, established right? either that all Activision games would all appear multi-platform either. They never said no, but that. that's what he was asking about is because the wording of it made it seem like that. And uh, then Peter, uh, yeah, that's sorry, the question then, he was asking in that email specifically. Yeah, and then Phil Spencer with, came back. Know, one, and, one, one, I, one, one publisher versus another publisher. Why is it okay for all of their games to remain multi-plat and our games? Listen, you know what's yeah. interesting? You know whose games it is? It's Xbox's games. It's Microsoft's so, games. Here's the thing, yeah, It's Microsoft's right. Settle down. That's, that's um, the thing. That's what I said, Richard. It's like, okay, like, what? Uh, you, you asking a lot of questions, um, employee. Well, here's my thing, right? Because right. Phil Spencer came back. <laughs> Phil Spencer came back know with, your place. with more information. <laughs> and he um, sort of explained. To, he was like, okay, hey, let's talk about this in a normal conversation, right? Something right. that we don't have access to because it was just... Face. Like it was, I don't know if it was face to face or if it was through voice chat or something, but it was, it was something that was not released to the FTC or anything like that. And there's a couple of different things that are possible with that is either he explained it to him uh, because we don't have any further documentation showing that Pete Hines was still upset about it. There's nothing past that conversation. So, it, you know, they, they have whatever beef or questions were there were solved back in 2021 uh, or not 2021, which what was that? I guess last year. 2022. Um, but also, I think that there's an aspect of it where maybe Phil Spencer is very smart and knew that this was probably going to go to court. And I think that there's a, a strong possibility that he was like, okay, well, let's get this in a location where it will not be admissible to court. Uh, and let's talk about why we're being vague about what we're going to do with Activision stuff. Because I do think most of these Activision games are going to be exclusive. I think I think Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and all these things are probably going to become exclusive. If Overwatch, player, Call of Duty, I'm, they I'm will not. I'm pretty sure. Like, I, yeah. think, I think that's the messaging they've conveyed. If you've been paying attention, I think it's been conveyed. Yeah, but they've been very vague about it. Will stay. Like, intentionally. Yeah, and it, it makes sense for uh, them to be. I don't think they need yeah. to outline anything. They shouldn't outline anything. The only thing that has been... Case basis, like yeah. they said. Yes. Well, you know what's interesting from the inception of this announced de deal, what guys, what what has been the focal point of everyone? COD, COD has been the 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 outlier of where it has to go, where it's going to go, where it's never been before, where it's been, and it has to stay. It's always been about COD. Like for instance, we have learned that Treyarch and Infinity Ward are in fact working on mass effect type open world first person shooters you think those are going to go to playstation no they're going to stay when they are announced these ips which we've only heard rumors they don't even have names hell i don't even know what the what the um you know what the secret code name is for these things but we have heard that they are developing different games in space both both of these studios mm -hmm. why would those things be announced for playstation if they don't even have a code name Right, that they're not even in pre-production, maybe. Um, but listen, uh, at the end of the day, cool. You want Call of Duty PlayStation players? You can have it. You want your Diablos? Yeah, you'll get it in a decade because that's when Diablo Five is coming out. Yeah. You just have to play what's on there now because they're not coming out with Diablo Five for another ten years. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it's going to work. Uh, but Call of Duty is going to stay there. Play, play to your heart's content. You're not investing $70 billion. Microsoft is. And I think it's fair to say that if they want to use these new IPs as a way to position themselves um, better than they have been in third place uh, the whole time for what was over two decades, good on them for making the investment.
I have I have another question for you guys. Sure. So Pete Hines, his position is the vice senior vice president of global marketing communica- communications at uh, Bethesda. Correct. So his charge is excuse me his his job is being in charge of public relations and marketing of games published by them. So I'm wondering then, is it even in his purview to be like sending them emails talking about well what's the difference here versus somebody that should be over him? doing that mm, yes i mean if you are marketing it. specifically the question that he asked was about what the messaging was going to be going forward mm-hmm. so he was talking the the further the follow-up questions that he asked about it were about you know todd's going to go on these interviews and he's going to be questioned about these clarification sorts of for communication you know what are yeah. what are the things that i should tell my staff to be able to say if they end up in an interview like so he needed to know this information because they were going to be asked about it and he wanted to make sure that they he had the most up-to-date information information for yeah. that and so it does make sense for him to to question it um i think that you know text is a is a deeply uh yeah, impersonal form of communication so it's hard to mm-hmm. read his tone True. but it does seem like that he was a little upset about it and i think it that's did. justifiable i mean Zenimax has been his home and company for a very long time and so it's yeah it's, it's like not, your baby you know yeah like it's not a good thing to show up and be like hey i just want to make sure that this is happening like what's the situation and i think that's all he meant by it but mm. i can see why some people would be upset by the way he asked it but I, yeah I, it's hard I, it to doesn't know seem like further conversations anyway. too yeah, yeah it didn't I seem like so. anybody else in the conversation was upset by the question being asked or anything like that well feeling so, them always kind of even keel yeah. teal mm-hmm. keel exactly. when it comes to things so they made yep. he probably read it at first like who the Bleep, are you asking me? But <laughs> exactly. it did, and then, but responded and then he nicely. Waited, right, right, right. But he's like, well, and chilled such out. and such. I'm glad to answer this, but in his mind, he's like, who the f? Yeah, but no, yeah. I don't know, man. I I hear you on that. I think that makes sense. But I have a real, a really weird feeling about Pete Hines, and I've had it since they've been acquired. Where he just the things he said seemed to be he just wasn't with the program, and I get it. He, he has the you know a multi-platform approach in his mindset you know where he wants to keep it the games i think on all platforms i i think that's the that's the issue that is that's you know he's having here personally that's what it seems like to me where now he's not now is now a different world where he he's now working specifically for microsoft and i think that's the issue i wouldn't be surprised by the way if he decides to leave at some point in the near future. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't wouldn't mm. be surprised that after Starfield is released, because obviously we know that Elder Scrolls is, according to Phil Spencer, years with a with a big S at the end of year uh, away from yeah. uh, potentially releasing. Um, so I would mm-hmm. imagine. I mean, again, it, you know, he he's worked there for a long time. I'm sure that the, he's more than welcome to stay. But if you're not comfortable with the direction that Microsoft is looking to go to in order to compete. Then I, I don't know if he's gonna. I I wouldn't ask him to leave personally because I think he brings a lot of no, uh, know-how really to, the, to the you know to yeah. the to, you know to the studio. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're not comfortable, maybe he should make his exit. I I yeah. I, I don't know what the right answer is there. I certainly wouldn't yeah. ask behind. I think leave. he's probably fine now. I mean, these emails were from two years ago. You know what I mean? They yeah. are. They are. So that yes. was right after they were acquired, and so I'm sure there was still a very high level of confusion about like, hey, what's because mm. even even. The public was very confused. They had a lot like, of learning curve everyone was coming out and being like, "Oh, I think Starfield's still coming to PlayStation," and they were like, "No, it's not." Like you, like you have to say things like ten times for people to understand it for some yeah. reason. 
That is, um, even then, they didn't understand. But an interesting note about you saying Elder Scrolls is still sev several years off. Uh, we've gotten a couple timetables about that, where it's Elder. He said Elder Scrolls is still uh, about five years off, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit more, uh, which would put it exactly in the same time frame as when they believe the next generation of consoles would come out. So Elder Scrolls Six might be a launch title yeah. for Series Two. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, were, we were talking yeah. about that in this past I think it, uh, weekend. I think it will be. That yeah. would be crazy. That would be a crazy launch exclusive right there. Man, yeah. imagine. I mean, you know, I don't know, though. I feel like, uh, is, is, just, is it just me? Or do you guys feel like this generation might last a good five or six more years? Though I don't feel like it's going to end there. It feels like we're kind of only getting well, to the... Even if it was, or like if it yeah. lasts well, five, five years more years, 2028, that means, it, yeah. that means ESO, I mean ESO, uh, Elder Scrolls would be for the next gen. So yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to 2028 personally. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, think I do think it if that should, gap but existed, who knows? Like, let's say the game was ready in 2028, but the new consoles don't come out until 2029. I think it might no be way. good business strategy to hold on to it and let hold it get it. polished for an extra year. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think they would do yeah. that. I totally agree with you, Daniel. Yeah. I mean, look what they yeah. did with Starfield. We know what we've been saying is because they've been getting so many damn studios and they get so much money to back them up that a lot of these things that normally would take four or five years are going to take five or six years. They're just going to polish them, which is exactly what I think they should do. I mean, we got we we got these rumors of of this new studio that might be somewhat of the version of like what what Sony is doing, where they just sit there and polish games, which it seems like uh, Microsoft might be akin to doing something like that themselves as well, which I also think is a very good idea to have a separate studio. Just look at your stuff and go here. Here's a problem. Here's a bug. Look at this. Let's polish this. Let's make it look better. So I think I, I think in general, games are just going to take longer, especially for first yeah. party under under Microsoft, unless it's well, the double A games. What's interesting is and I think there's a factor that no one has really even discussed is, uh, you know, traditional game design is three to four years get the game out and patch it right uh microsoft is in such a unique position they have so many studios that are working on so many projects that i think a perfect example of yes the delay hurt last year starfield right it, it, it wasn't there motorsport wasn't there redfall could have been a you know it's, it's been three years and it may not have been a good game i don't know i i enjoyed it but we but when you look at what Starfield looked like last year and you see Starfield now, uh, everyone is just going gaga uh, over it. I think you this 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 new ideology of, you know what, let's give them an extra year. You know, Hellblade may have gotten the extra year. Uh, you know, obviously Avowed may have gotten the extra year. And when we see these games next year in these directs, we're going to be like, wow, man, I can't believe what we're seeing. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I think there's something to be said about not rushing first party anymore to get a situation like Redfall. I honestly, folks, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I think that the Redfall scenario, it's going to probably be the last time we ever have this situation with Microsoft first party. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. they can't make an error, a for, an unforced error or a forced error. But I think that what what transpired and the ramifications of Redfall's failings is going to dictate how they move forward now just to give people an update of jim ryan what he's saying before we get to retry's hot take on you know whatever you want to cover uh mm -hmm. he is doubling down folks on uh microsoft potentially foreclosing 
PlayStation by using Call of Duty. Now, this is according to Florian yeah. Muller, who is reporting, and he says this. Ryan believes Microsoft could use Call of Duty somehow to damage Sony, if not complete, completely foreclose, then, then, then if not complete, com- uh, uh, complete foreclosure, then partial foreclosure. Uh, the FTC asked, which according to um, Florian, are giving him uh, softballs to answer. No hard questions yet. FTC asked Ryan whether uh, there was a reason to believe Microsoft would not honor an existing contract such mm-hmm. as in the Zenimax case, Ryan did not say he was concerned about a breach of contract. Well, there you go. What's the problem? So, and, 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 and they're bringing up Zenimax. Why are you bringing up Zenimax when there wasn't a breach of contract there either? Like, mm-hmm. So they're bringing up stuff that's already been that's already been put down. That's already been put to bed. What, yes. what breach of contract from Zenimax? I want to know. There I'm, I'm isn't any there breach of contract. As a matter of fact, they honored both of them, which was Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. And the same updates that um, that Fallout 76 uh, get on place uh, on Xbox, get on PlayStation. Uh, the giant ESO update came the same day in the same manner for PlayStation. Um, so I, I don't know what they're, what, what they're referring to here. But what I find almost unbelievably, uh, it's just unreal to think about, is we have uh, the email where he literally said, I'm mm-hmm. not concerned. Microsoft's bigger play here is beyond exclusives. Th- this yeah. is his own email. So. They're actually throwing that at him right, right now. Oh, they but are. Here, oh, here's yeah. the thing. What the, I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to use old versus new, right? Like it's the same thing that's happening with Microsoft right now, where, where Pete Hines and all their old emails and, and, and they get to say, well, that was 2019. That was 20. We changed our mind. We didn't do those things. And here's what we did. Except in Xbox's case, they can actually prove it because they didn't they didn't acquire acquire Sega or any of these other things. They didn't do all this stuff to hurt Sony directly by acquiring and doing this anti. Let's take Sony out of business by buying all the studio stuff. They didn't do any of that stuff, but they're going to argue. They're going to say, "Well, that's an old, you know, that's old emails from from Ryan. We changed our mind. Those things no longer." Uh, no, we change our minds about. It. So basically, Ryan saying back in the day he wasn't afraid of it. He can they can easily say, well, we change your mind. Years went by, and now we are once again afraid that they're going to take do something with Call of Duty, whether it's making a lesser version or they're going to stop us. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense because we're it's a afraid. Contract. Save we're afraid. us, FTC. That's yeah. exactly. But you know, it's it funny is. he could try to say that and claim that now that they are, you know, they're afraid and everything like that. Um, it was. You know, I had a point here that I kind of forgot, <laughs> but I just found it funny. Uh, I, uh, the same thing, I think, was applied to Matt Booty saying what he was saying. on Exactly. That's my point. Know, yeah. They're just going to take they're just going to take what Microsoft did and said, well, years went by. We change our strategy. Right. We change our mind. Microsoft. I mean, Sony can literally just do the exact same thing in court. Yeah. Why wouldn't you like yeah. that would be stupid for you not to do that, even though we all know it's bullshit. You know, oh, now I got, my, I got my point back now. I, I remember. There it is. So, you got it. Like, <laughs> so it's funny because, you know, they stated that, you know, Sony was going to withhold the uh, the dev kits for the PS6 and things like that, which, right. would, which we now we know they already did. Right. We, which they would, already which, did it, which with or exactly with Minecraft now. And mm-hmm. so which led to a, you know, them not getting the, the next gen version. 
And then they say, well, what? You didn't have this, the next-gen version for Minecraft or whatever. You didn't have Minecraft on it. Minecraft is on it, and you can play it on PS5. You just not the next-gen version. Hell, we don't have it on Xbox, as a matter of fact. But they they left out. So if if he's worried about it being a lesser version on a PS6, that would be their own self-inflicted wound because they didn't give them the exactly early enough to actually work out a, a you know a proper sequel for call of duty that would be the Umber, imagine the it. backlash the backlash would most likely not even come from journalists it would come from ps5 it would come from the playstation community that oh, would yeah. bitch at playstation for oh, screwing them yeah. like for getting well, them the lesser version mm-hmm. like why would you do uh, that to your own people now uh, uh now asking about the eu merger hearing in february ryan was asked whether he told bobby Coltec that he wasn't interested in working out a deal. Ryan told him he thought uh, he thought deal was anti-competitive, hoped regulators would block it. Ryan claims go. that there was confusion about the comment he made around the EU merger hearing. He thinks Bobby Kotek wanted to extend the marketing D agreement with PlayStation to, uh, to be covered for the event that the merger falls through. According to Florian, it's not credible so far. Uh, what uh, his next post says, what these past few minutes of the recorded interview show was that the FTC realized in April that Ryan's I just want to block your merger statement on the day of the EU hearing could be used against the FTC in court, showing that Sony wasn't constructive. Uh, now it goes on to his, his mm-hmm. uh, post number 18. Uh, so now they're trying to make an argument that the uh, omission, the omission of Overwatch 2 from the proposed Microsoft Sony agreement was the reason for Sony to remain concerned, even though oh my uh, Ryan was now confirmed that there was no concern for Call of Duty being available at that point. So he's trying basically what he's saying is Ryan was concerned about Overwatch 2 being the free to play game. A free yeah. to play game. <laughs> right. What the f? What what world are we living in? Like I don't. It just doesn't even feel real. How weak is this case that they have to bring up an omission of a free to play game? What the hell are we talking about? Like that doesn't that doesn't even fit. Yeah. I don't even I don't well, understand how no they sense. can even bring it up. It's stupid on one hand because obviously I think that game is for sure already is going to be on PlayStation. Overwatch 2 is already on PlayStation. They're not going to re- remove it. They've never done that historically. Right. I think the financial aspect that they're talking about is from, you know, all of the cosmetics and all that sort of stuff. Like the free free to play games weirdly actually generally make more money than <laughs> than paid right. games. Absolutely. So, so I think that that's what he's he's talking about that. So I don't think necessarily the free to play aspect of it is uh from the omission of like mtx and, and just cosmetic stuff like yeah because that mean, would that's be where a lot of the absolute money is moron from. okay first of all you'd be the biggest moron on the planet that's why free to play goes everywhere you don't yeah. lose out on the biggest no, uh, yeah, on, on the biggest you know, console market and take take away mtx out of there and ryan knows that like there's no yeah. way they would do it well, just like he knew call of duty wouldn't leave he knew they wouldn't take overwatch and cosmetics away yeah. from them as well because duh you know what I mean? Like his common yeah. sense. Well, listen. Let, let me. Uh, let, let's try it because that's how he is. It, it, it's it, again. It's. Uh, I just want to just keep everyone up to date of what Florian is saying. Uh, he posted again two more times. He says that uh, what the FTC is doing here with this videotape deposition can be described as this: <laughs> shifting stand positions, 
trying mm. to de de emphasize Call of Duty, make it more of an all ABK titles, including Overwatch Two story, and trying to explain away uh, uh, explain away Ryan's internal emails and Brussels statement. Uh, post number uh, twenty goes on to say. So what we're still seeing here on day three is a weak FTC case mm -hmm. that is not making headway, cannot present a smoking gun or compelling theory of harm. The FTC would actually have to make a strong showing to get an injunction. And what we hear falls far short of what the FTC actually needs to get that done. Now, before we bring in yeah, um, um, crazy. Retri, I just want to catch up on Super Chat. It's been quite a few of them, so let me do that. Uh, Dakato drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, let's see if he still doesn't consider Nintendo com uh, competition after Mario's dropping the same day as Spider-Man 2. And <laughs> I got a yeah. feeling, folks, and I'm not trying to be facetious because I'm buying both games, but yeah. I guarantee you when the numbers are done, Mario potentially could uh, outsell Sony's Spider-Man 2, 2 to 1. Oh, I don't think and, it, I don't know about 2 to 1. Yeah. I was never mind. I don't know 2 to 1, but, but it will definitely, definitely outsell, outsell Spider-Man. 100%. Just uh, Nintendo, I mean, the Otaku. To, it doesn't even have to be Mario. You look at the attach rate for first party <laughs> exactly. games. Oh, dude, it's, it's crazy. The it's the highest in gaming. It, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's sick. They're upwards of of 70 to 80 percent of attach rates versus console yeah, four and might Spider-Man. yeah well, well, well we're, we're certainly going to find out soon enough uh nintendon the otaku drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says pete hines allowed redfall to happen and has a problem with keeping games exclusive he's gotta go I mean, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm not I, you'll never hear fire you know person or ask person to leave from me um, I yeah. think I again I I find some of his commentary a little odd to be honest with you, and maybe that has changed since the merger. I I, I could honestly say because I'm not yeah. Pete Hines, but you know he's obviously you know if he's not happy with the direction of Bethesda Games, uh, I find it strange that he would suggest that Red that that um, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop be exclusive to PlayStation, but not happy about something like Starfield being exclusive to Xbox. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird to me, but whatever. Uh, Drawn TJ, just a very generous $5 super chat, says Xbox needs to buy WB, Sega, and Ubisoft and then be done with publishers. Uh, I don't want Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, just those three. Yeah, just, yeah, those, just three. those guys. No biggie. Um, no biggie. I don't run want down to the store uh, and Ubisoft. Pick up a WB I don't either. I'm uh, so adamant about Ubisoft not coming to Xbox. Sorry. I don't think not Ubisoft much. is a good idea. I no. think it's a terrible, terrible idea. Am I the only one that doesn't want Sega? Oh, no. Uh, I want Sega. Is it that you don't well, want Sega or is it that you want something else more? Right. I want yeah, something else prefer? more. He wants, well, he wants Capcom. We want Capcom. Want of course. Capcom. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. But yeah. if you got to get. It's to me out of out of Japan, it's Sega or Capcom and Capcom was not on the list and Sega always was. So and the relationship with them has just been good between Persona, the Yakuza, Sonic, all kinds of stuff like there's, I, I there's a legacy, there. you know, there's a legacy there. with, with I don't the, I'm Sega right feels there like with the you, answer, but I agree that I would Sega feels Capcom. likely we all I think we uh, we all just said it. We all rather have Capcom, but yeah, we, I yeah. think 
we we're seeing right here the ship is is staring towards sega um good good for you everborn the rest of us rather yeah. have capcom but you yeah. know what i'll <laughs> take it i'll take it i'll definitely take sega listening to us cursing us out right now but uh, i mean the thing is like even i would say even if they didn't have an established relationship imagine mm -hmm. them doing something petty like acquiring square in enix or something like that yes yeah, yeah. i don't like that either like i, I, mean, I don't know I, 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 I don't like square i don't for a lot care of about reasons. being petty i care about yeah. crushing the other guys and square enix doesn't move the needle for me it looks what, what just happened with the last game all the crap it's getting like i'm good they got yeah. rid of all the well, western studios the ones i get that much crap you know I, mean? I mean it reviewed well it's you got some people talking about overheating and all that. i'm not sure how prevalent it is but yeah, I well, I mean, yeah, I'm talking. I guess, I guess we're talking, you know, Twitter, Twitter space BS. But yeah, I, I don't know. For for me, Square and UB are no 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 goes. In my personal opinion. I, I mean, if you want to do it just to I also be, wouldn't do it, just to but be I petty, think that's but so much crossover. Yeah, that's one that's of the things that they specifically rule things either. out for. By the way, on their, I don't know if we'll get to it, but they have a whole rubric for why they rule out certain studios for acquisition. And one of the ones that they use the most often as like a as a con for getting something is that it has too much overlap with things that they already have. So like, let me see if I can find an example. Um, there was some shooter studio they were looking at. I think it might've been Crytek even. And they were like, Crytek, like the positive was obviously like, hey, they have a lot of experience and we're, we would get the Cry engine. But one of the cons mm -hmm. that they listed was like, it's another shooter and we have tons of shooters. Mm -hmm. um, so the funniest part is they, about, they, they have a ton of more about, shooters now. They, they're, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They talked about management and several of them and and overhead yeah, amount of employees. Well. What what management, overhead rate. employees, who does that who does that discount? Ubisoft, yeah. in my Ubisoft opinion. Ubisoft, for sure. Right, 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 out of the, right out of the top. Right but out listen, of there, right into the trash. I'm just yeah, saying, I'm, like, I, outside of the petty aspect, I'm just saying, grabbing something like Final Fantasy, that's a huge title to get. What, whatever you feel about whatever, I'm just saying, like, that's one no, of no, the, it, the staples. It, 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 you're not what, wrong what, for it, the name. What it the would ultimately do no, for the conversation is all modern RPGs would be Xbox exclusive and potentially aligned with the console meaning that yeah, final, wonder, final fantasy would be an xbox potential exclusive and mm -hmm. they, they the only the only western rpg that would be available for playstation who at that point would probably be forced to make a play mm -hmm. on a cd project red is the witcher See, and now, cyberpunk now yeah. that i would hate i, I, I would absolutely they... love for the from xbox to go for cd project red over that would, they were on actually. the list by the way yeah being too crossover with their other rpg studios yeah. but yeah also they're like partially owned by the polish government or something which makes it kind of complicated it's i don't know right um but the i think <laughs> I if they did acquire square back one more <laughs> I, I think if they did a part where I don't think they would make Dragon it. Quest or Final Fantasy exclusive, even though PlayStation's been doing that for a long time, because PlayStation is so synonymous with Japan. I think from a like social engineering standpoint, I think if you made that exclusive to Xbox and it was no longer on PlayStation over there, you would do more harm than good. People would be mad about it, like on in large numbers. And so I think maybe you keep the mainline ones like multi-plat and then like the spin-off ones you know your crisis cores or whatever maybe those go exclusive or something it would be it would be a very what tight, square's market cap does anyone to, know what they're i, I think they're like six billion or so 
Yeah. I know. Okay, Sega's so they're right around like Sega. So they're a little bit above. Okay, wait. wait yeah, Sega. I think it was like. Gentlemen, two. let me Sega's just catch five, up on the, before we continue the conversation. Sega. Let me just catch yeah. up on the super chat, and I want to bring Retrie in to get his hot take on some of the uh, the emails, uh, you know, that that, that or, or whatever of the last twelve sure. hours of information. And of course, as Florine is tweeting, we will live update you as well. Again, this is a this is going to be a bit of a ragtag two hours, but I think all the information you're going to get is going to be very vital to the conversation we are having. We have uh, Roshan Impenger drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says Pete needs to see Bethesda is more precious. I I see. I agree there. I think that their games are uh, are world renowned and world recognized. Um, and having uh, Microsoft invest in that company, eight, nearly $8 billion, says how important they are. And they only did that because they had learned, and I don't know who told them, maybe it was Todd Howard, that Starfield was going to be a permanent exclusive. And that would have been a third game. And you heard Phil Spencer in regards to it. We cannot be uh, being pushed behind further, further. As you know, we you know we continue to be in third place. So they had to make a power move. They made a power move. Um, Hargeet Chani, what's going on, brother? He drops very generous five dollars super chat, and he'll be joining us tomorrow evening at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the new episode of Primetime Gaming, which of course we will be doing a day three and day four update, as well as the Sega. Uh, joining Microsoft conversation, which of course you know, Everborn Saga was uh, crying on the phone <laughs> because he was like, "That was Sega was almost ours." I so still think close. Sega is going to be uh, is going to be acquired, but we'll get into that tomorrow night. He says another day in this hearing and another FTC witness debunks their own stance, and the day has just begun. I think the FTC is throwing this case. Um, I mean, hmm. so, 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 you know what, Hargi, do me a favor, brother, throw in, don't, don't throw a super chat, throw another message in there. So, so you can find out your point, because I, 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 I don't think Jim Ryan has done them any favors, to be honest with you. I don't know if I missed something that I think he hurt the case, but I think that him trying to uh, insinuate that he was mis he misunderstood, uh, about, about a deal while he actually meant to say, I don't want a deal. I just want to block your merger. He's full of S. Pardon my French. Yeah. Um, uh, it goes, uh, Drawn TJ drops an additional $2. Super chances. Okay, no Ubisoft, so Sega, Capcom, and all of WB. I love the way this man <laughs> thinks. He thinks big and just, yeah. why not? Why not own everybody? I mean, he's greedy like an infinite number of myself. Yeah, as he so should it's be. Fine. Yeah. As, as you should him. be as a gamer. Why, why shouldn't you be Benefits a greedy gamer? You. He has yes, more. Yeah. He has uh, more coming up your way. Uh, Fantas Archer drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "I'm an older gamer and would want Sega if they still had their coin op games and create a coin op category for Game Pass, maybe uh, old Genesis games." Listen, um, mm-hmm. obviously their coin op division does not exist anymore. They they did get rid of it, um, but that does not mean that arcade type arcade style games could not come to the Xbox or Xbox Game Pass more specifically. But Retri, as we wait for Florian to continue yeah. updating mm-hmm. us on what is happening, I can tell out you of everything uh, out of, what was that? I can tell you right now Jim Ryan is trying to tell the Microsoft lawyer uh that all publishers have been telling him that Game Pass is destructive to them. Oh my God. Oh Jesus that's a lie. Christ. That is a lie. He's like, yeah, I've been talking to all the publishers and she's like, I don't think that's true. 
Did she, she say that? that? No, not like that. Oh, okay. But she's she's saying it in the lawyer way. Okay. Of like, really? <laughs> hey, boom! You had one more uh, TJ uh, uh, super Let's chat. Let's see which one is that. Was that the okay? No, Ubisoft. Uh, so right say a Capcom and WB. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I have, I, 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 he yeah, says, "Oh, hey, if you or if you don't want Sega, get Capcom, WB, and Bandai Namco." Yeah, I've got this. Just, 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 just like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm, 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 you know, hey, I'm agile here. We can switch it up if you want. Mm, yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> let's, I, I, let, I let's get it. your hot take on this, brother. Uh, yeah, what, what, so, what, what, what has stand, what stands out to you? Well, first of all, let me just address something with TJ's point. I'm not trying to like combat against TJ because look, he he's a consumer and you should want everything. So don't I. So like when I say like stuff like uh, certain companies don't make sense, I'm thinking from Microsoft's side, not from my own. I would take it all. I would take it all drawn. I would absolutely take it all. And I don't care monopoly or not i don't give a crap like if it saves me money who cares at the end of the day so uh, that's i just wanted i just wanted to address that um when i say those things it's it's what i think microsoft would do and why they would do it but for me uh the big boy here is obviously sega i mean it's and, yeah. I, and I agree with you, Boom. I think, mm. you know, I'd rather have Capcom. That's very obvious. But um, Sega would be my secondary. When it, when it comes to Japan, Japan, strategically, it's too big of a deal. It's, it, it's too much to ignore the Japanese market. They have to put up or shut up, and they have to get a publisher. And I think Sega is obviously the one that makes the most amount of sense. I absolutely think it's still on the table. And I think it might be the next big thing that they do uh, we're talking about them possibly moving on to um, after the abk deal if it goes through it'll probably go through um who they get next and we're thinking like smaller developers like we yeah, saw a sobo yeah. which might happen which might happen I, i'm saying like the next big one i think will be sega um the, but let the, me ask the you next now, one might not be there, do you yeah. think they need like we hit that conversation about sony and square why like why buy the horse when you get in the you know you, excuse me, the cow, rather, when you're getting the... Well, uh, I said horse I'm glad Sony, you brought that up. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, look, why, why buy the cow when you're getting the milk free? Isn't it the same situation yes. with Sega? With, Sobo? And, with Sega, in this case, like with Microsoft. Oh, with Sega. Well, Do they have yes. to go and acquire them if they already have such a good relationship in getting all these games anyway? Yes and no. All right. I thought you were going to say Sobo because I was actually going to bring up that point you just brought up with people like Sobo and, and IO Interactive and why I think they've possibly ignored them and moved on. I think here, here's the thing. When it comes to Sega, you've gotten so many deals into Game Pass. After a while, is 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 it worth the, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like once you if you keep doing that forever, you've all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you've paid so much damn money out to Sega just to get them on Xbox, it might not be worth it. But when you own them, then it's an asset and then it's different, right? Exactly. Versus stuff like a Sobo where it's kind of a Sobo's almost like a Sony is the square in my opinion. Microsoft is to a Sobo. Yeah, really they like just been dealing exactly the they've been block. dealing with them forever so i think that's why they haven't uh jumped on people like a sobel or deck 13 for that instance um mm. because they don't need to because the relationship is there but when you keep pouring out money for all these game pass titles which they've definitely done with sega more than almost anybody on this list that i'm looking at 100%. um then it starts to make sense dollars and cents um yeah. financially to to grab a sega in my opinion never mind then you've got your foothold in Japan. Now, I don't exactly. think it's, I don't necessarily think they're going to go from ABK 
and jump right into Sega right away. No, maybe they, they, they do they, go after some of these smaller guys. I don't yeah. know, but because um, that's that's the point that I wanted to make uh, to that question was buying Sega is not just necessarily about the games. It is also about getting that foothold that foothold in Japan, making Xbox more of a known right. brand because Sega is a very well known thing. So if you have that association between Xbox and Sega there on that tight of a of a level then it helps you get into stores, right? Yes. It helps you mm -hmm. actually have a section for Xbox in all of these, these you know, camera stores or whatever that they have over there. Plus, once you have Sega over there, if you treat them well and everything's happy and going good there, then they act as sort of like a lightning rod for other Japanese developers exactly. to be like, hey, by the way, Xbox is cool. We're making a lot of money over there. Everything's good. And because the, yep. these are conversations and, and relationships that already exist between Sega and all these other teams. So it's, it's very much a situation where you're you're basically yes you're buying uh, you know a cow where you already get the milk for free. However, it, it is ultimately going to save you money in the long run just because right. like you said you don't have it's to make a long term investment and yeah. it's going to help you bring more content even outside of Sega to your platform. So I think yes, and that's that's true. Which is exactly what we said. Which is exactly or, what we said yeah. about Tango GameWorks. That's why I yeah. wanted them specifically to make Tango Game GameWorks exactly what you said, Daniel. The lightning rod. I was like, if you expand yeah. out Tango and you make them a huge studio within Japan, then you then you did it organically. It's there. But if you get Sega, Daniel's right. You got your lightning rod, which makes well, everyone else notice. And well, I got one even more for, okay. better for you go. guys regarding the, the so-called lightning rod that you're talking about. Uh, uh, if it, it, Did they just not buy Rovio? Uh, yes. Could you imagine having yeah, yeah. Sega Mobile as well as King? Exactly. Another it's, reason that's they just now they look that much better for Microsoft to acquire because of Rovio. Yes. It makes, it makes so much sense. It makes crazy sense. Real quick, Hargeet Chinese uh, uh, confirmed some information here. He said, uh, Jim Ryan has said, there are no there, there were no issues with the Zenimax contract being exclusive, not anti-competitive. The FTC's own witness on video, no less, is taking away the FTC's theory of harm that is exclusivity mm. is anti-competitive. Now, just uh, uh, so mm. so uh, so just yeah, please continue retroing. Yeah, I, the, the one other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was kind of cool that was on this list, and that was under the publisher section. Now, this was in the consideration, the 100-plus company. Well, first they started off with 250, then did 100 and just kept dwindling down. But some of the things I, I saw that interested me were also on my list for my personal list for acquisitions. And that was Devolver Digital. I think Devolver Digital was someone they oh, still should huge, pick up. They could, the, they could get them on the cheap very cheap and However, devolver devolver pushes out content if we're talking about game pass and you need cadence and you need to get a bunch of games out into game pass devolver is a great pickup but more than that what interested me was I, I focus you, but i don't think devolver owns those teams i think they just published them they, oh no 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 they they probably it's the same thing with focus home interactive but here's the thing like focus yeah. home interactive has a ton of games that they are just publishing but you also but who are they publishing for? Asobo, Deck 13. Guess who's got a ton right. of you know Game Pass deals with them? Microsoft already. Yeah. So you're talking about companies where you have the publisher and you have the, the devs both working under Microsoft already. So I think like Focus Entertainment, never mind, their market cap is extremely low. 
I mean, you, you know, can get Focus Entertainment yeah. and every single studio I just mentioned for about a billion dollars. I'm with you 100% with Focus. Even 505 games yeah, I, I like saw Focus. on the list at one point. Yep. I was like, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I, you know, I'll say this too. If they did get Crytek, we already know where our thoughts go to with that. Yep. So I was like, yeah, come on, yep. Rise. Come on home, Rise too. But I would say, you know, seeing IOI, like we already knew about IOI. That's been a long time rumor right there. Yeah. But I would say if they managed to grab something like Larian, who has hit like 90 plus rated games steadily, by the way, mm -hmm. that would also strengthen uh, the Xbox being the, the home of the Western RPG even further, by the yep. way, if they happen to grab yes. Larian, Baldur's True. Gate and everything like that. I mean, to, to you your can't point, go wrong with Umbra. That. Yep. If you read the documentation from Microsoft and what they were looking to acquire, we I know this is a taboo thing to say. One of their metrics was Metacritic. So mm. we guys, we could sit here all day yeah, long and say how Metacritic doesn't matter. It's in their own I, documentation. I, I've they said want it once, their numbers I've to said go it again. Up. Yes. Me and Daddy actually had a strong passion debate about it. Doesn't right. matter, but it wrong. matters. I was I was right. Like I'm just you, saying. no, you were wrong and you're still wrong. Uh, hey, the two trillion dollar company degrees. thinks it matters. Yeah, exactly. they mentioned it in, I and think, I say it only because, them. and I get it why, like, some people would write it off. I get it to yourself, I get that, right? Like, you want, you know, yeah. well, as a personal thing, yeah, yeah, personally, exactly. But it as doesn't far matter as how to me it either. looks, you know, optically, that, that's yes. a whole different thing. Optics matter, and optics matter. That's why I, I say what I say on that. But yeah, they, I think that's the right way to go. Get foot studios who are rated well, who do turn in great games. I don't think absolutely. that's a negative, you know what I mean? And well, I mean, like Larry, for instance, absolutely you, you push them you, further that way. You True, grab a focus, in, or you grab uh, uh, the other the other uh, publisher. Yeah. People work with them already, so it would not it would behoove these other smaller devs who have a familiarity with this, you know, with these with these publishers uh, that would probably be operated independently the same way Bethesda's uh, uh, and, and Activision right. ultimately yeah. would be, and they would still have uh, an ebb and flow of these developers coming to them to put their games onto xbox game pass mm -hmm. which yeah. they're already they doing look at look at focus entertainment space marine uh yeah like oh good dude space Holy marine cow. 2 looks great atomic heart play a plague tale like the list like they have been dealing uh, evil west like they've been dealing with xbox for a while now yeah. So it seems the like focus that's some love too, by the way. Focus as as is, is killing it lately. Yeah, they're, 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 do, they're doing and really they well. Got, look at Atlas Fallen. That game looks amazing when that Man, comes out. Cannot like, wait to play that. Yeah, they get some they get some good stuff. I mean, obviously this is publishing, so you'd have to get the developers True. too, because you don't but still you can well, get whoever they have there. And you focus. can get them on the cheap guys. Yeah, whoever they have over at Focus is that that are like who was green lighting these games clearly that's something microsoft needs yeah that's yep. smart talent look at the yeah. look at the mm -hmm. ips they're picking these are mm -hmm. great these are very again, well you, IPs. you operate them independently and obviously you have cross-pollination with not only uh okay you guys do what you guys have been doing you've been picking up great great ips you know how to, they have an eye for the what's going to sell what they want to publish and that goes right into xbox game pass it's a win-win all around but real quick uh the uh, Florian updated what Ryan had to say, and this is where the conversation comes. Ryan said that he has talked to all <laughs> of the gaming publishers, and they unanimously do not like Game Pass because it's value destructive. Uh, yeah. So he goes on to say, "Isn't that Straight what Danny said?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he goes on to say, "So we we so here we have the topic of Sony preferring to maintain its profit margins." 
uh, PlayStation fans should see that Sony's interests and theirs are not identical. He goes on to say, Ryan, uh, ultimately, though he tried to avoid it, had to acknowledge that first-party PlayStation games only accounted for 15% of SIE's total profits. And Mm -hmm. the last update is Microsoft's lawyer's uh, cross-examination has been going on for quite some time now, and Ryan is increasingly uncomfortable. Uh, that, uh, that's what we can see here on the screen based on mimic Phil and the fact that he sometimes yeah. moves from both hands towards his chin to one. Uh, he isn't enjoying the questions mm. at all. It's probably because his display is at 720p or something that he's, you know, could be. Yeah, it could from. be. So, you know what, Umber, let, let, let's get your hot take on. What of the information that was released in the last 12 hours that literally jumped off the page for you? And then, of course, I'll continue to update us with uh, Florian because he's uh, um, he's he said he's said quite a bit. I mean, honestly, Retri kind of had to answer the question, the I guess focus I would have used, no pun intended with focus, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, my thing was going to be, you know, about acquisitions. So I'm always attuned to that. When I see that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Whoa, oh, yeah. Whoa. oh they're do going you, for this one. But do you want to talk that about we didn't, the 17 that they narrowed it down to? Uh, yeah, I was going to say they had, uh, the, 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 I guess they narrowed it down. If I'm correct, let me know if I'm right on this. Day. No, yeah, yeah I mean, I've got it all listed here if you just want me to tell you. Well, I see I see behavior interactive, house mark, people can fly, remedy. Into, yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Remedy, 11-bit studio, studios, et cetera. So I see also uh, Thunderful, Supergiant. Supergiant, by the way, mm, if you all that's know, a good one. they make uh, Hades, which I love. Very loved. small team, though. Yep. Trilogies. Very small. Very cheap. I know. I know very cheap. Very, very good cheap. team. <laughs> I know at one point they had, I don't know why it's not here now, but I know earlier it had Team Cherry. I don't know why they would not go for them. They have Hollow Team Knight Cherry. Team, I would love yeah, that. Well, they have Team Cherry on developers to watch, and that's, yeah. I think, because Team Cherry is consistent of, like, four people. And so mm. it's... I think they're waiting to see what happens. Yeah, it's a very small team. Hollow Knight was made by two people and a guy who did music. Really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was that small. I know it's an Australian team, by the way, because Risk It didn't always make sure to tell me. But that's that's crazy. But that would be another one to snatch up. And I saw Moon listed there. I love that one. Moon should definitely be first party. It should already be first party, in my opinion. But uh, since this one was already uh, broached, I'll say, you know, the one about the email, <laughs> the spending Sony out of business one uh, with <laughs> Matt Booty. I would say I, I don't want to go into detail of reading it because it's kind of boring to read it to me. Just the, mm-hmm. the, the I guess the hits, the headline of we want to spend Sony out of business. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm going to tell you, we uh, we owe Matt, Matt Booty. Uh, an apology, I think some of Indeed. us, because I didn't <laughs> yeah. think Matt was so cut through until I, I started seeing some things come up. I'm like, wait a minute. This has made me like Matt Booty a lot yeah, more and Pete yeah. Hines a little bit less. Like yeah, exactly. Kind of for me. Exactly. I was, yeah, I was like, I is Booty doing his job? And then reading this, I'm like, Booty is the man. Look, keep man, look, keep him. He, yeah. and then I will say this image of him walking with Phil and them when they, you know, they got the Phil. Oh, image yeah, yeah. They yeah. Said, a Yakuza image with Phil. I'm like, they need to do one for Matt Booty because I saw one with him. They walking. did. I did. Someone did put it. Did up they there. do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I will say about the the Matt Booty quote specifically. Uh, even though 
the way that it's been reported on sounds very damning. It's very much not the smoking gun that I think the FTC wants it to be. Because if you read the context of the email, basically what they're saying is, or that Matt is saying specifically, is that Microsoft has the ability to yes. spend yeah. right. PlayStation out of business. They at no point yeah. say that they intend to, or that they want to, or that they would. There's there's no showing of intent. It's just we could if we needed to, you know, it's that yeah. sort of situation. Uh, and the the further context in the chain of emails um, seems to have been largely him being like, hey, this is an asset that we have. It's just a huge amount of money. Like we can buy our way into second or first place if we need to, right? Because somebody, somebody had been questioning, I believe it was like, not so much Xbox's future in the console space as well as much as like, hey, is it smart for us to be taking these things, like taking Xboxes and putting them into the cloud and doing all these things? Like, is it smart mm -hmm. for us to be spreading ourselves in all these different places? And Matt Booty was like, we have so much money, dude. We have so much money. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> well, listen, uh, you know, obviously uh, the console SLC has not been proven. Uh, and I think Ryan might have uh, plugged a huge gaping hole in cloud. Uh, so uh, it's being reported by Florian that while questioned about cloud, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan has said this between 2025 and 2035 cloud gaming will become a meaningful component, but neither he component. nor anyone in the world can predict exactly when that is going yeah. to happen. Ooh, I love it. So Thanks. he says component. Not Component. separate markets mm. as, as the FTC. Almost like a was, feature. Component sounds a lot like a feature. Component is a, is a like, feature of gaming. Like yes. Microsoft has been saying. Um, so he goes on to say this. This market. is where the the lion Jim Ryan BS starts to kind of fall out of his mouth. I wonder if he's wiping it brown. Uh, he says, yes, Nintendo <laughs> is in the console market, but Sony does not see them as a direct competitor. Mm -hmm. So he always wants to say is Ryan states, which is ridiculous. Ryan states his opinion that Nintendo's audience enjoys Mario Zelda, but not Call of Duty, though he stresses it's just his opinion. I mean, and mm, uh, he goes on right. to say in the next uh, next post, uh, confirm that various titles are AAA, including Final Fantasy 16. And that uh, and that uh, is and that this is a title where Sony has foreclosed Xbox. Uh, they're done showing excerpts of the Jim Ryan lying dance moves, Ryan video deposition. Uh, and like on previous days, according to Florian, the FTC has not achieved anything with the testimony. Microsoft has been and continues to poke holes into the FTC's argument. Uh, now, yeah. the FTC has called its own economic expert, Robin Lee. Uh, his original testimony is already in the in the record. Now they have taken a five minute break, uh, and Lee will now be cross examined by the Microsoft's attorney. Uh, and um, well, that that that's the update, folks. Hmm. So yeah, just Ryan up there crying. I mean, the whole thing of him talking about Game Pass is value destructive. It all, you know, it's funny he says it because it's because he looks at it in an old school way. He like does. He, he looks. Yeah. He looks at it in a traditional way. Also, in a case, the way I read it too, outside of him trying to diminish Game Pass and say that all the, the, the all these devs feel that way, we did see one dev come out and say that nonsense, and he wanted the yeah, more one traditional way. Only one that we, we can right. speak on. So However, others say the opposite. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. 
however, the thing is that I think that he's saying, but not saying is, um, as, as Everborn would say, charge us more. Yes. <laughs> he wants actually people to pay. Whereas Game Pass, you're getting such a deal, you know, like devs don't have to worry about that because they're being covered by Microsoft. Well, Microsoft That's, pays them loads of cash, and then there's yeah. bonuses on mm-hmm. the back end to how many people download, how many people play for X amount of hours. There, there is a significant amount exactly. of, inform- uh, of, of, of valued information that goes on to what is paid. You see, you know what's interesting, Umbra, and I will let you continue, but the way that Jim Ryan tried to make this sound as is, is if you're a publisher and you don't put your game into Game Pass, it's not going to sell. And the first person that jumps or the first game that jumps into mind is Elden Ring. And another Mm -hmm. one is Hogwarts. Uh, You know, pick your favorite third party game and it sold like gangbusters and broke all kinds of records. And guess where it wasn't, folks, in Xbox Game Pass. Mm -hmm. So his testimony is literally complete garbage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. And I think. The whole idea of it being destructive, it's only destructive maybe to PlayStation. Maybe that maybe that's what yes. he means. It's, it's that's exactly what he means, him. Umbra. Yeah, yep. hey, you that's hurting exactly us. what he's saying. Yep. Like, stop them, they're hurting us. Oi. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oi. About that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense because uh, that's the only thing that makes sense because it's not it's a value, it's super it's as much it's a super value for us as consumers there is no better value in gaming i'm not trying to say that to get a check from microsoft although i would be uh i wouldn't be against it uh, but my, no yeah. one would be against that check sir nobody nobody uh, yeah you know i'm not trying to cheat on you unreal but uh you know microsoft money but you no know, I, I just think it's a silly thing to say is a value destructive there's been no proof of that there's been no there's no substantial, like st- substantive, I guess, people to come out to say, hey, this is the thing. There's no consensus on it with people claiming this is the case. So where does he, that's just word. It's just hot air. It's, you have nothing to base that off of. It's conjecture. So I, I don't know. I don't even know why that would be, that would constitute anything to to really, you know, value in what he said to me, honestly. But uh, getting back to Matt Booty, though, you know, getting back to that booty. Oh, I, I just—I don't want to be like ever like uh, Asante that day. We kept talking about booty puns and such, but I will have to yell at you, poor sir, if you continue down this, <laughs> booty, this shiny booty uh, situation. I—I I just say, like, who would have thought the the quiet, yes, you know, you know, meager, like humble, you know, soft-spoken Matt Booty was like cut mm-hmm. through like that? Who would have thought that? And to see these emails come out, it's like, whoa, it's just it's just surprising to me. And I even said this, if you all, I don't know if you all remember, but remember what we were talking about, how they, you know, had the showcase and we saw all these games. We were like, Matt Booty really was out there doing his job. Yep. And then we hear this, too. And it's like, OK, Matt, we I I definitely underestimated. My bad. Hey, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. I did, too. I didn't even I know. Too. You know, player, yep. my bad player. Yeah, I won't doubt doubt the booty again, but no, it it really surprised me to just to see that, and it it goes to show, I think, you know, the misconceptions we can have that I I think is something that we can take from it. Lesson wise, is not to rush to judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, booty. I'm apologizing, booty, booty right now. Sorry, booty. Sorry, booty. Sorry, 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 peaches. (laughs) 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 No, because the man is doing his thing. I, I just, I'm just stunned seeing yeah. these emails i was like whoa he said that 
Like he was like, I wouldn't, he was like sharing games to the other platform. He's like, hell no, no way. I'm like, what? He's talking like us. I just, I, I didn't expect that. I really didn't. I would have thought he'd have been like, yeah, let's make sure we share it to PlayStation. But no, he was very opposite of that. He was like, hell no, no way in hell am I putting this on another platform. I do think that they're going to be uh, going forward a little bit more strict about the things they say in oh, emails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got it. There, you know there's going to be yeah. a lot more like, hey, meet me on Zoom real fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, I'm going to call you soon or something like that. We will yeah. further talk discuss this later next thing you know to get yeah. a phone call. In person. In yeah. person. Please. Absolutely. But you, you yep. never want to leave a paper trail. That's rule number one. And you do yep. these types of things. Mm-hmm. You never leave a paper trail. So I, I'm kind of surprised that they even put that in the email, actually. But, I, I'll tell you, though, it's kind of nice hearing the real language. Yeah. And we're always like, they're too yeah. meek. They're too meek. Yep. No, they're not. No, they're not. Not behind the scenes. They're exactly. not. PR, PR in your face. They seem like they're subdued behind the scenes. You know, they're tigers, just like we've said <laughs> all along about about Phil. You yeah. Know. Mr. Bushido said, I'm with the booty voice. With the <laughs> Was it the soft spoken version I did? Oh no, we don't. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, I trust our teams <laughs> behind the scenes. Jackson, Matt Jackson, like, he, Hell he, no, we ain't putting these games he, over there. His voice yeah, changed. Yeah, I, I, listen again. Uh, I, I think a perfect example of what Matt Booty has quietly done before these emails came out was the showcase that we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, where he was on record playing many of these games and couldn't wait for us to see them as as Xbox fans. Uh, he just recently said that about Perfect Dark, which I found the IGN story about the game being way behind than originally anticipated, uh, coming out days after Matt, uh, Matt Booty was like, yeah, I, I played Perfect Dark, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. It looks incredible, plays incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I, I think IGN got it wrong, as they know are known to do. Uh, real quick, two Super Chats came in. We have Bill Spencer. Not sure if he's related to Bill. Bill uh, <laughs> but nice. Bill Spencer drops a very generous two-pound Super Chat and says, I cannot wait for the day that this is all over. Indeed, me too. Uh, we also have <laughs> Jax82 drops a very generous $10 Super Chat. Jax, thank you for the generosity, brother. He goes on to say, in fairness to Matt Booty, he has been in the background as far as interviews on where he stands with Xbox Giant Bomb, he explained a lot. Matt Booty is doing work, and it's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, that's there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that he's doing monster work behind the scenes. Um, but let me just get you guys up to date with what Florian has said in regards to the cross-examination by Microsoft for Sony's uh, Economist. Um, and he goes on to say, uh, Microsoft's lawyer, Beth, Beth Wilkinson, is now cross-examining Robin Lee. Lee has, uh, f- has found two potential console markets, uh, a high-performance console market, which is bullshit. Yeah, you found uh, them because you made them up. Right, uh, but also a broader one that includes market. I-, I guess maybe he includes Nintendo. He says, Microsoft asks him whether his modeling included Nintendo, and he said for Call of Duty, he did not consider Nintendo because the game is currently not available yeah. on that platform. He's being very um, evasive. That's the next quote here. Oh, uh, yeah, Microsoft yeah. is now asking him which market he thinks is the proper one to consider, and he says Lee is being evasive. So Lee says purpose is to highlight anti-competitive effects uh, so he, that, that he has found uh, and he has found multiple 
harms in his professional opinion. Um, let's see. I wonder if he'll elaborate or if he's just going to stay vague. That's that's multiple that's harms. What, what harms? Yeah, I, I mean, it's the same, it, don't it's ask the same me the thing with questions. Jim Ryan. Well, I, I've spoken to many publishers that think that it's he's it's, definitely it's, holding better than Jim, to be fair. <laughs> what's that? Definitely holding up better than Jim. Jim kind of fell oh, apart. Sure. Um, this economist is like he he's talking in a lot of big words, uh, you know, and I think he's trying to maybe confuse the judge a little bit, but he he's he's doing the politician thing of answering questions without actually saying anything. Mm, right. Yep. Because she'll be like, which of these which of these markets that you've defi defined do you think is the most pertinent one to use for this conversation? And he'll be like, well, I think in this case it's this. And oh, Jesus. That. He's like he's he's being very he's being very cagey. And well, I you know what? Good because because so. the, the judge does not take crap. We've seen it happen four times yeah. the last last two. She's gonna she's gonna start getting pissy, and she's probably gonna cut him off or something or tell well, him. Well, he has two updates. The damn uh, uh, Mr. Lee concedes that some Switch PlayStation Five substitution uh, are there, but continues to be evasive. Uh, instead of answering yes or no, he likes to just explain why he looked at multiple alternative markets. Mm -hmm. The next post, he goes on to say uh, Microsoft asked uh, him whether Lee considered what Sony had said about Nintendo being a principal rival or close competitor and asks about a specific statement uh, about Switch. Lee says rival means many that. things. Oh, uh, rival means many things. Uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, <sighs> sometimes it means they're a competitor. Other times it means they just don't like each other very much. It's, it like he's, 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 it's, it's like when I'll you be go your Huckleberry. I love how you class. went all Western there. I'll <laughs> be your Huckleberry. Well, he is just from Texas, so, so you know, I, I, can, uh, I, can, I can see the correlation. It's, it's this thing where, like, when you go to a debate class or something and you know that someone is just pulling everything out of their ass when they're, when mm -hmm. they're like, they start it and they're like, Webster's Dictionary defines, and it's like, okay, yeah, you don't exactly. like you look this up ten seconds before uh, <laughs> you're it. you don't know what's happening. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I read something else too here. Ryan says Jim Ryan was approached by Bobby Kotick in February 2023 to negotiate a deal for COD and other games to stay on PlayStation. And Ryan told Kotick he wanted the regulators to do their job and block the deal. <laughs> no, they want the regulators to do their job and block the deal. Oi, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. It's funny to me. I think that most people are saying that he was kind of being evasive with the answers where they asked him things. And um, it seems to be that he just had a, a sour disposition toward uh, Game Pass and Microsoft in general, honestly. You know, yeah. that we used to hear this kumbaya thing like they're not really like that, like you fanboys are behind the scenes. Yes, they are. They don't like each mm -hmm. other. Let's be clear. Yep. You know, they really don't. So I, I think that's been made clear. Maybe Sean Layden was more favorable. I don't think Jim Ryan is favorable toward Microsoft or Xbox at all. Yeah. Well, listen, at the end of the day, there's been a lot of emails. We still have one topic we want to get to. We have about, about 34 minutes, give or take. Because normally this is a two-hour show unless something breaks towards the back end and we'll extend it. Uh, gentlemen, what I what I really want to talk about is all of the Hellblade to information that uh, and specifically Ninja Theory. Uh, we learned in these court proceedings that Microsoft purchased and this and I, I can't believe it that Ninja Theory was purchased for one hundred and seventeen million dollars. 
Like now, that's obviously a lot more money than we'll ever see in our lives. But the truth of the matter is, is that I always thought or equated the PlayStation purchase of um, Insomniac, Insomniac Games at yep. three, $325 million to be the greatest deal of all time. Because, well, Insomniac Games is literally holding really PlayStation afloat. That's that's the truth of the matter is. And they've Absolutely. done it for years. Yep. They've done steal. it for years, folks. Yep. Um but when you consider Ninja Theory, the technology that they have unearthed with some of their games, not only in the past, but currently in the future, um, it is, it's, I consider it to be the greatest deal in gaming. But now, on top of this information, guys, and I'll go to Umber first on this, and we'll get, we'll get your hot take. I had dropped some uh, um, artwork from the game that has made its way into the interwebs. And if you guys, if you folks who follow me remember a couple of months ago, I had spoken to somebody that I trust that had uh, some updated information on what to expect with Hellblade 2. And what they explained to me was that this is going to be on a grander scale than you could possibly imagine. Um, and that it was very, it was being internally looked upon as having instances or parts that are god of war like open world combat parts and again you know we i don't know who i'm really speaking to could they be bsing me sure but it turns out that uh this this artwork that has been made available for everyone to look at uh there are depictions of senua going up against god of war sized bosses that tower over her and this is actual artwork from the game and it does it suggest umbra that this game could in fact give something like a god of war a run for its money when it comes to story and combat and different things within the game because they showed even uh, a creature that uh, someone that was on a horse that had like three heads I was that just could be someone that. That so yes cool. it's so, so it's creepy. so again this this is artwork apparently from the game Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't imagine that they would not have these in the game or a, a version of them. Uh, be careful of that. Plenty. I, we got plenty of examples of concept art not hitting the. Now that's true. In the past, it's you know it's, I mean? it's true, know. but it it does lend itself to the conversation that I had with said unknown person or unnamed person mm-hmm. that suggests it's going to have God of War level levels. What are, what are your thoughts on this so far? And, and know, the fact that they picked them up for a merely. $117 million. Very uh, poignant, poignant, if they, as I would say, with Microsoft and, you know, Master Chief being 117. Anyway, uh, that's just in my head. I'm weird like that. <laughs> I, I literally uh, thought the same exact thing. <laughs> yes. So it's the Sierra 117. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it is interesting because I can kind this artwork, by the way, is gorgeous. If you all have not seen mm, it, it's creepy really cool. as hell, but gorgeous. Uh, I'll say this. I see Jim Ryan on the horse that you're talking about. Um, that's the ponies. And I see the heads on it behind him. That's Jim Ryan riding in on his pony, his steed. Uh, no, you know, I will say the reason why I can believe that this <clears throat> will be um, representative of what we will get in game, hopefully at least, is because we saw that gigantic crawling Mm-hmm. Uh, man baby looking man thing baby on the beach, yeah. right <laughs> you know that's how and, i call it too, right man baby so it was already yeah. weird and clearly it wasn't just her that saw it other people saw it that were fighting with her on that beach that we saw so it leads me unless of course that was just all in her head right there by the way you know and 
they're seeing something else or they weren't there either. But yeah, looking at these concept, this concept art, I see like a Godzilla-esque creature. I see mm-hmm. this this bloated man with a shield and you know spears and things all in his body, and and then I see this other bird creature-esque looking thing. It looks disgusting. If we have any of that in here, and it's like really seriously evolved to that point, I can see Hellblade possibly being a game of the year contender uh next year when it comes out it's 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 crazy to see how great this artwork is and sometimes unfortunately we just don't get that <clears throat> i do wonder though if hellblade will actually embrace that and go that route and i i tend to think they won't because uh as much as i do appreciate um you know the team i think they don't i think they kind of go against the grain they don't go with the the typical triple a kind of thing right because because this will be their first like major triple a outside of i think dmc so i don't know if they're going to stick to the the same program that god of war would you know what i mean and as as much as a steal of 117 million is to be fair they hadn't turned in anything yet they made a super major profit either you know what i mean so uh it's to be seen what they'll actually offer here when it comes down to it we know hellblade 2 is going to be gorgeous we don't know a whole lot more unfortunately just yet because they didn't show us combat right at this showcase so i am hoping that we will see some crazy enemies like this it would be spectacular to see it, it absolutely would lend itself to, to more of the god of war-esque um uh vision i suppose in, in view if it did happen so i hope that it, i hope this is true I mean, listen. I, again, it's concept art, folks. Go, go search for it. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it on my Twitter account. I'll retweet I, it. I put I it in. Post. I put it in the chat. Ah, nice, excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, real quick, Sith Lord drops a two dollars of chat and says, "Lying, crying, getting roasted in court." Jim Ryan. Uh, so before we bring in Retri, uh, I just want to give people an update into Mister Lee. Seems to be fumbling and bumbling. Uh, Microsoft's attorney asked him whether Lee considered what Sony had said about Nintendo being a principal rival or close competitor and asks about a specific statement about in uh, about Switch. Lee says rival means many things. Lee is just being evasive, uh, which won't help the FTC. And this is where it gets juicy, folks. Microsoft is now getting to submissions from Sony to regular uh, reg, reg, regulatory bodies made by Sony in connection with the act of uh, the acquisition of Bungie, Lee previously had to confirm that he would assume such regulatory filings to be accurate. And this is where it gets even more damning for the FTC's case. So in that filing in the UK, Sony has said that Xbox and switch are their principal rivals. <laughs> Microsoft asking Lee whether he considered that he says he doesn't recall this document, but has seen such documents. Uh, and he goes on to say, uh, when he's pressed by uh, to, to, to um, he's pressed by the Microsoft attorney, Lee says, "I do not challenge the accuracy of these fil- filings." Uh, he and, and according to Florian, he is now coming off across. He's coming across as not only being evasive, but defensive and insecure. So that is the update so far. Oops. (laughs) So, yeah. So Sony said that Xbox and Nintendo 
our principal rivals. And The Economist says, well, I don't challenge those filings because that's what Sony said. So there Was there a go. date on that boom by any chance? Was there a, um, like, do you know do we know when that was said? Because I don't want to hear during, the whole, it like, was during yeah. the acquisition of Bungie, whenever that okay, was. Okay. All right. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm just wondering if they're gonna pull them. Well, we did. Now we don't. <laughs> right. You know uh, okay, I mean? so wait yeah. a second here. A couple some more uh uh okay, so so two two more updates uh with Lee now uh with lee uh with how lee has performed so far in this cross-examination there is an increasing possibility of his testimony being declared unreliable by the court in the combination of his testimony and issues with his actual report uh according to lee call of duty is not essential in terms of required to produce a viable product in the console market. Yikes. Um what what? Yeah, so he's saying that he's saying Call of Duty is not as not essential in terms of require of a requirement uh, to produce like a viable product in the console market, meaning that it doesn't that seems seem like to be a pretty there. Big I mean, deal. He's well, right now they're having him just literally list off games that are important to competition. Like the the Microsoft lawyer is like, is Madden important for competition? Is this important mm. for competition? And he's like, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of dodging it a little bit, but yeah. the the core of what he's saying is like, yeah, those are all important too. <laughs> so wow, she's yeah. just kind of taking him down a peg. Yeah, they, he wrote off Call of Duty being uh, what did he? How did he word it? He said, not, not, essential. Essential. "Not essential in terms of requiring like a pretty big deal a, vi- a viable product <laughs> for him in the to console see market." Yeah, how how to turn tables? As yeah. they would yeah. say. He, he <laughs> exactly. was so he they were crying at first when the, the whole thing was announced. It's like, well, Call of Duty will be on PlayStation and all of these other things. Now it's not essential, and I think that that might maybe some of that is because they're they know that the game will be on the platform regardless, and I think also because right. they're working on their. Uh, own, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Gas titles, too. So I think there's a bit of both of those into play of what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Well, so, so, uh, so, Retri, let's get your take on uh, Hellblade 2 uh, and, and the purchase price of $117 million. I think that might be the greatest deal in gaming. Uh, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. And here's why okay. um, they don't have like a huge seller. It's a great, don't get me wrong, it's a great deal. We got to remember this was a team of 20 not that long ago. They have, they are now six times, they're six times the size they were. We're also thinking in terms of today, this is, this is not the same market today that it was when they purchased uh, Ninja Theory. Uh, It was not crazy. Uh, The market wasn't bananas. Not everyone was selling for double, triple uh, their market value. So uh, this kind of makes sense. This is why, like, Xbox is was looking at so many studios like Techland, like like Remini Entertainment, like people can fly all these independent studios, um, I think, because you can get them on the cheap now and it's going to look genius later. Once these guys put out huge, you know, huge selling games like Hellblade 2 could be a big deal. Right. You get it. Looks, for... It looks genius later. Right? Yeah, it's the same principle for PlayStation buying up like Haven and these other teams. Exactly. I mean, the games, now that they've shown them, don't look super exciting to me. But like, you know, Haven right. also true. is a team that very uh-huh. easily could put out a very great game. Or <laughs> right. um, these other teams, I forget the names of the smaller ones that they've bought up. But but yeah, it's the same play as like 
Microsoft is just pairing these sort of, I don't want to say unproven teams because like obviously Hellblade was already a critical darling, but they're they're kind of taking like smaller that, teams like Ninja Theory and Compulsion and they're pairing them with sort of household name teams like Obsidian uh, to be like, hey, we have cool stuff now and we think that these things are going to be cool in the future. Yeah, so it's just, it's I'm just not be, I'm not being toxic, Bushido. I'm just saying the truth. The truth is the market was not crazy then. And that's why they got them for 117 million. It makes sense for I the time when you're. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still it's still a steal because we know what they what they can do. We know they're great at UE5. We know they're like masters of technology. There's mm -hmm. ma they're masters of sound. They're one of those they're They are a team that is crazy good for how small they were one of the best in the that entire point, industry absolutely. for the size you that know price I mean? point already makes sense to me regardless of what if ninja theory ever puts out another game ever it right. already makes sense to me based on their innovation in audio design and their innovation in motion capture i think those are two I huge agree. things that if if shared with yeah. the rest of the xbox game studio portfolio mm -hmm. will improve their games by wide margins even if only aspects of it can yeah. be implemented like they're the kind way, of the like almost like they're like armies. a smaller version of like coalition and how good they are at what they do right like it's yeah. it's, yes. it's almost like a technology purse purchase mm -hmm. you look at these guys and you're like oh my god how the hell did you do this with 20 people how'd you do yep. it you know what i mean that they're definitely i'm not saying this isn't this could be looked at in the future as one of the best purchases ever and, i mean it's kind of looking like that when hellblade 2 comes great. out for 117 million is going to look like a slam dunk Oh yeah, you know 117 I mean? million might be less than the budget of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah you might be right. I know. And just to point out what you guys were talking about as far as what they're doing here, as far as like you said, audio and and uh, motion capture, Danny. Uh, Microsoft has established an Xbox game technolo technology group. If you all didn't hear about this, within the Coalition yeah, Studio, yep. to, to help push and grow technology adoption across Xbox games. That's that's we've talked about this before. What where we wanted them to. But kinda, Sony has, where, yeah, because Sony has. Sony, that. Sony has a movie company that movifies their. They call games, it the VASG. Yeah, yeah, for Sony. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is this the, the exact direction microsoft should be going so yes microsoft yeah, is making I, a lot of great moves i just have to say when you see so much back to back matter by the way somebody said something on twitter that i, I would have thought of <laughs> it, it well listen if you see bushido in there just i know mod, it's bushido just bushido's coming after just, me like he's coming after you all just the time. Mod we, we get, yeah, we got that relationship him. now where he's effing yeah. with me all the time <laughs> He, listen, he's just a, a troublemaker. Just mod him. That's out of true. There, you know? I'm gonna have MacBound coming after me next because of you. Yeah, <laughs> what's no. going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I was gonna say, if we hadn't, if we had, if it had not been for Xbox news, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have any gaming news at all. Yeah. <laughs> Everything right. we've been talking about, including PlayStation guys, is yep. due to Microsoft. Even things All about talk PlayStation about is related to Xbox. Yeah, it's can we insane. talk about how they've turned this FTC hearing into a uh, impromptu uh, marketing beat, where they're like, "Oh, by the way, Project Dragon does exist and is exclusive. Also, yeah, Indiana crazy. Jones is exclusive. Also, mm -hmm. like, there's so many like little tertiary pieces of information that are coming out as part of this that are being reported on. It's like, like there there are more. I think somebody said it on Twitter. There are more uh, Xbox exclusive announcements being revealed as part of this hearing. <laughs> I said that. Sony the did showcase. Yes. I love showcase. I said that. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, it's true though. It's it is true. Ab it's absolutely true. It's Sad crazy. True. This this Hellblade art though, boom. Um, I really I hope 
some of this stuff comes to fruition. Like just that, du that the uh, double-headed horse is like so freaking creepy. But and the, the the second picture of this like the Godzilla looking thing, I really hope we see more of that. And to Umbra's point, I mean, we saw a giant man baby, so I don't feel like this is yeah. too much of a stretch. Yeah. Um, they yeah. they did that. Why couldn't they? have other like hu these huge boss fights uh mm -hmm. you know question mark like umber said are we is he really there is are we seeing that is it in our head yeah. is it the psychological thing that's going you know yeah. on inside our mind who knows who cares if it's on the screen i don't i don't really give a crap uh, as long as i get to fight it um but yeah, yeah i i'm really enjoying what i'm seeing for hellblade too like i said this team this is not hellblade one team they are six times the size that they used to be so yep. they they clearly scaled up for what they're doing uh we, we've seen that in all their dev docs and all the stuff of them constantly going to iceland you know getting 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 the mapping right for for the region getting the sound right i'm almost yeah. almost more excited about the sound in this game than i am anything else it looks like these guys are gonna kill it so I'm super excited. And if it's more God of War-esque, whatever, that, that's fine. I don't think it's going to be exactly like that when it comes to God of War. I, I, don't, I don't want it to be God of War. Like I, I yeah. want it to be its own thing. No. But, but so I think it will be. There, uh, uh, some of the criticism that came out of the first one, even though that was done originally, I think it was like 16 people or something. Under yeah. 20 people made the It was first. under 20. Yep. The combat was very samey, right? It was good, but it was samey. It was, you know, same group of enemies in same area. You had to block. You had to, and of course, the puzzles were a, a bit frustrating. Some I had to get my Mrs. Boom to come out. Like, <laughs> yeah. wasn't, wasn't the biggest fan of the puzzles. Yeah. Puzzles honest. is what killed it. Yeah, that's what. That's the only oh. downside for me was puzzles yeah. personally. But, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I like what you, I like what everyone's put down so far. Uh, Umbra, we're gonna come. Uh, we're gonna go to Danny next on this one. But let me just update people what with what's really? happening. Uh, it is falling apart for oh, uh, for the FTC's uh, experts, according to Florian. Uh, he goes on to say Lee is now ducking the question on whether he considered non-Activision titles. Uh, Microsoft's attorney gets back to whether he can included in his analysis. Specific games like FIFA and Madden, uh, without looking at his initial report, Lee can't say whether he considered Madden or not. His performance continues to be very weak, according to Florian. He goes on to say Microsoft's refreshing, uh, re referring to his initial report, uh, initial model, according to which Lee said that only 8.9% of PlayStation Call of Duty gamers could switch to xbox uh now judge corley is now asking lee whether that uh share model that he is talking about of increase increase of of market share due to migration was based on high performance console market lee can't deny it according to um what florian has said so I, the more that this continues i keep seeing throwing the damn towel memes left right and center it, it it's just not really he looking does, he does. yeah it's, it's just yeah. not looking good to be honest with you um i i don't know what else to say but uh getting mm. back to just um, reading this by the way what florian said too when we, mm. which i mentioned earlier about the about jim ryan unanimously all the publishers he spoke to all of them and they unanimously don't like game pass God. which i find is bull but he of also course. 
and Florian says, so we have the topic of Sony preferring to maintain the profit margins. PS fans should see that Sony's interest in theirs are not identical. Yeah, that's what I mm-hmm. said. Like they clearly mm-hmm. they're saying, hey, we're going to keep banking in on you. But I would I would argue they are identical. I've seen our Hoove brothers argue to pay more. I'm not joking. I've, I've yeah, seen but those them. Are the, those are the crazy mofos, I buy right? We buy games over here. I've seen them declare it. Yeah. So I think their I think their views and ideals are aligned. Actually, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but I think that they are perfectly fine with paying. Got to pay for greatness, there, exactly. Umbra. Exactly. Pay for greatness. Right. Mm-hmm. Greatness indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. So Daniel, let's get your hot take That's on uh, the conversation surrounding uh, Hellblade Two, uh, the purchase price, and you know the 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 artwork that's going around. I mean, obviously, it is concept art. Concept is, in fact, what it is. It's it's a concept of what may mm-hmm. or may not make it into the game. We don't know, but it appears, based on some of the things that we've heard earlier, that uh, it is going to be a more uh, uh, action driven game uh it is going to have moments of you know of, of, of where she's having mental uh confusion and uh, whether or not she can gain clarity of what you know like she did in the first game um but it, there again just based on what we saw some of these uh some of these uh monstrous bosses that she's standing in front of are 15 times her size and we saw mm-hmm. things of that nature in something like god of war which this was somewhat compared to yeah, so there's parts of it that so obviously the concept art looks great, and I hope that we see some of this stuff in in Hellblade too. There's some of it that has me confused from a mythological standpoint. Um, I, I think when we look at this, there's a couple of things that I know immediately is that number one, there's a, a very heavy emphasis on all of these creatures look very much undead. It's like a sort of theme between all four of them is they all look like they've been sort of risen from the dead which could in norse mythology be a handful of things it could be that this is ragnarok um where of course loki raises an army of the dead to attack valhalla um some of these are interesting to me so we've got four pictures here one of them is of a large bloated man in sort of golden armor which makes me think that he's very likely one of the uh einheriar which you'll know from god of war ragnarok are sort of the Mm the warriors that were chosen by Valkyries to fight in Valhalla for on the side of the, the gods. My assumption there is because since he's so bloated, I think maybe that's a take on them feasting for like decades and decades and just fighting constantly um, until Ragnarok comes along. So that's possible. But some of these are interesting to me because I think that they're characters that we've already seen in the first game. So there's this dog here who's this large undead monster uh, and he's surrounded by what looks like a sort of like a platoon of undead soldiers. And my assumption would immediately be that that's the dog that guards hell in Norse mythology, mm-hmm. who's Garmer, but we already fought him in the first game. So I wonder if some of this is older concept art that's being sort of just dug up now. Also, the fourth picture of the very large woman with the wings and no head um, makes me think of hell like uh, the per- person for whom Helheim is named after. And we, I think we also saw her. I'm pretty sure that's who that was at the end of the first game. Yeah, um, so some of these concept arts here. might be older. Um, based on the wording of the tweet, it says Hellblade concept art. I think we will see some of them in Hellblade too. So this might be older concept art. I don't know for sure. Um, but from a mythological standpoint, it's very interesting. The two-headed horse, I think, might be a weird take on Slepnir, except that he doesn't have two heads. He has six legs or eight legs, depending on the version of the story that you read 
but it's uh it's really interesting to see sort of what their direction here is i i'm confused by the undead nature of it all um it does make me think that it's maybe concept art from the first game where you you go you know you're going to hell and you're trying to do that whole thing you know you're like taking your husband boyfriend whatever his head to hellheim and you're like trying to Mm -hmm. argue to get him back from the dead or something i'm not really 100 percent sure i remember the plot of that game super well um and so i wonder if this is from that or if maybe we're still fighting the forces of the undead in some capacity and maybe this is like them coming back to to uh midgard to like get revenge on her or something i don't really know i don't know i'm what i'm saying in in a very long complicated way is that it makes (laughs) me very interested in what the plot of this game is yeah (laughs) from a mythological standpoint yeah it's a lot of myth i think you're right about the mythological standpoint from things and how it's tied into the lore of the vikings and everything i can see that with ragnarok that makes sense the hell like you pointed out she was definitely in the first game that was her right yeah okay. yeah that was her uh so I, you know she didn't look like that i don't think she no, no she looked you could tell she, she was a lady and everything right yeah that right there looks much more hellish if you will um I, you know I, i'm sure it's going to be a play on her psychosis or whatever the case is it just oh for I, sure. I just really do hope they go this route and kind of excel Mm-hmm. I know some I people do don't too. want the god, of, you know, the god of fortification, if you will, of the game. But I feel like that would be a genuine way to kind of up it that level to that triple A thing, give it really good comeback. Which yes, we still it's, not like, it's not like God of War was the first one to do giant monsters. I mean, okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like, no. <laughs> plenty. That of will be that. the comparison point, though. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, exactly. we did see a giant you know monster. You saw, you saw one of the one of the, the titans that was missing legs that was chasing her in in, mm-hmm. in the one that we saw at the Game Awards, yeah. where yeah. she was throwing spears along with everyone else around her. So. Yeah. Uh, listen, I look, the giant baby man, as we man, call it. baby yeah, man, man baby. whatever it was. Yeah, it's <laughs> folks. Look, all I can say is mm. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation. I found it to be riveting that we were going back and forth. Uh, normally, we're very structured on this show. Uh, most of my shows are like we hit topics, beats, we do it, we talk about it, we move on. But there's literally so much happening. I think that we all handle it like champions, but I do want to give you guys some updates uh, because now Judge Corley is involved. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, she is now asking Lee whether that share model that he has talked about in his report uh, is an increase of market share due to migration. Was that based? She's asking him, was that based on the high performance console market? I mentioned that before. Lee has mm-hmm. to concede, according to Florian, that he used data from Generation 8 consoles, not <laughs> yet of Xbox Series X and S. <laughs> Microsoft lawyers I say that it. he is. That in his model, Lee took the data from old, from the older version and then applied it to uh, to a share shift for current generations. Lee disagrees oh, and tries Lord. to explain why. Um, with uh, he goes on to say, Florian, what Microsoft's lawyers are, are achieving here is that Lee's analysis is being exposed as amounting to nothing more than his opinion. And he uses the word opinion in many of his replies to Microsoft's attorney. A mere opinion, however, is not going to be the basis for blocking a merger. And um, uh, Microsoft's attorney says for as, uh, asks him for for partial foreclosure. You did not do an economic analysis modeling. They're asking. Lee says this. I did not predict the share change arising from the partial foreclosure 
strategy. Um, they, they go on to say degraded content, i.e. Call of Duty performing worse on PlayStation and Xbox was not analyzed as part of Lee's document presented in the case. Jesus, that is damning, if you ask me. Yeah. That's taking oh, that's taking old info and using yeah. it like it's new. Yeah. And that's saying that's so, saying like, I, I have a friend of mine now. who's Holy following the case like dude. us, and um he says this. She's poking holes in his analysis, showing that he did not do quantitative models mm-hmm. in any other markets. She's simply demolishing his credibility. I told you she was about- I told you she was gonna she was gonna say something to him. I knew it was coming. She was gonna get tired of his crap and trying to make him that's exactly you know, say what, what he needed to say. And that is exactly what happened because she did it the last two days yep. as well. So she doesn't put yes. up with any crap. She's, so she's him just basically... saying that it's not gonna change the share rising from partial foreclosure, how does that not destroy everything that PlayStation's been saying and that they can't survive without without yeah. COD? Your own expert mm, just said it wouldn't change it. Yeah, contradict the whole argument. Contradict the Prine whole thing. Sentence or email or whatever saying specifically that they'd be fine was not already damning enough. Right. Wow. Dun, 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 it's, it's very dun, funny dun. though because yeah. the, the way that it <laughs> went. Stand, <laughs> he said, "Play the law and hold music." It's really I mean, funny. Like, honestly, we we have over seven hundred people who, who who raise their hand who doesn't find this to be like the most compelling thing I it think I've so ever crazy. been involved it's with. Really like, amazing. honestly, not from a bot's point of view, but from a gamer's point of view. Like, like I said, I I'm looking at this from many sides of many coins. I, but I am yeah. first uh, looking at this from a consumer and, and more so. And again, folks, I'm very clear as glass. I tell you guys my business. I'm not afraid. I'm a retired guy. I have a great pension. I worked really, really hard and did a lot of really dangerous things to get it. And I survived 21 years. Not a lot of cops can say that. And I did it fairly. I did it with respect and integrity and everything that's in, that I swore to do. But at the same time, my pension, as good as it is, especially in a market where everything is so expensive, has its ceilings. So when I look at something like Xbox Game Pass, I get excited for something like Call of Duty being in their day and date or, mm-hmm. you know, pick your favorite be simply Diablo. because. Yeah, because I... I'm saying $140 right there. Right yep. there. Right so there. for me personally, I, I'm, I'm excited uh, for that. And of course, I'm excited to see the market leader get taken down a notch because honestly i'm i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm honestly tired of the arrogance of jim ryan and sony being the big bullies of the industry and i think that they're just shit so i'm sorry i'm sorry if i feel that if that offends you i don't know what to tell you every every other gen it seems sony gets a little you know high in their britches as they would say yes and some of it has been microsoft's fault you know to to let them get to that point because of yes 100 microsoft fault yeah they they, they, sony gets like that if you all notice they'll get kind of high on the hubris and they'll start making moves to show that and i think that carries on in their nature and their style of how they handle business too but it is interesting that Something like this with the FTC stuff. Who would have thought like stuff like this we'd be finding interesting to talk about? Mm-hmm. Nobody would. You would have yeah. talked about this before. I'm like, I don't want to talk about this business talk or whatever. Now well, it's like with, the, with yeah. this one from from Florian. Uh, apparently, because I, all I have is the audio. Apparently, the Microsoft lawyer is now using a like literally a pad of paper, like a flip chart, and is writing down the things he's saying to like show to the judge and being like, is this what you're saying? Because you're saying things in the stupidest way possible. <laughs> like she's literally having to draw to it out to and be like, is this, is this what you mean? Like, he's like, oh, hey man, could you make a sentence that makes sense? 
He's like, oh, uh, they're they're going after what he's using for data too. Talking about yeah. that he's using that he's using uh, global data when they're supposed to be talking about the U.S. market. Yeah, that's, yeah, yep. Oops, that, that yeah, that that's the newest one. Uh, again, his foreclosure model, folks, is global. It's global data. It's not a, a share model uses uh, UI uh, U.S. data, uh, and he says, uh, interestingly enough, uh, this uses global data for one model. Given that the FTC wants a U.S. only market definition. We'll see whether that means something for this case. Um, it's. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm, so. <laughs> you're supposed yeah. to only you're supposed to only be dealing with this market. Why? Oh my lord! I just don't understand. This is if I can't see them losing this case. How he's the like, hell could you lose he's this? Like, oh, this is racing, just, isn't it? I just think it's really funny <laughs> that originally I, for, I think it was the FTC or somebody, but originally this was only slated for two days, and Microsoft was like, "Homie, we got yep, five they days wanted more." About. Yeah. And this is why we're we seeing just really this. want to make sure that we drag every person through this. Yep. Uh, well, I'm, I just got a, a DM. Uh, I'm trying to get the, the context of what this is. Um, HUD Zero, a good friend of mine, says uh, this is I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming this is a, a statement from Sony. Uh, we targeted Microsoft from day one. We were ruthless, he says. I'm not, I don't know who says this. I, I'm going to ask him. He's going to clarify it in a second. I'm not of the mentality any. Uh, I, I'm not of this mentality anymore. But at the time, it was life or, it was life or death as far as I was concerned. I, I'm assuming this is Jim Ryan. We had this expression in our business meetings, kill them right at the start and take no prisoners when it came to Microsoft. It worked at least for PlayStation 2 and continue to work on through PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, and it will probably continue to work on PlayStation 5 because we drove piles under the strength of the uh, PlayStation equals mm -hmm. games concept that that stage uh, when we were getting ready to make uh, to take Microsoft on. So I'm assuming that's got to be Jim Ryan during this um this this yeah it's 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 part of Jim Ryan's statement during the deposition. Interesting. How soon we forget. I mean, yeah, wow. Sony has I don't think Ryan and or Sony has made it out outside of just saying it out loud. I think they've been pretty clear that they want Microsoft out of the gaming business. I think they've been pretty clear with that. The moves they've made to exclude them from third party titles and things like that. You don't you don't do that unless you're trying to get rid of somebody. So you know, it's it's just uh, it, it count. It, the problem the problem is, I guess, is that Microsoft has enough money to counteract any of that that type of nonsense. So, kudos to Microsoft. Well, look at the end of the day, folks. We're going to continue to 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 uh, cover this. Uh, obviously, I still have three shows for the remainder of the week. There is the Wednesday primetime gaming, which is seven p.m. tomorrow evening. We'll be talking about Sega. We'll be we're giving you, you folks uh, an update of what happened not only today because it's going to come out later on you know full breath uh, breath of, of what exactly happened. We're going to be covering what happened tomorrow in day four, uh, and of course uh, Thursday I'm sitting down exclusively uh, with I Steel Rain to kind of get everyone up to date for whatever we're going to talk about because at, at this point I can't put a, a, a thumb on it. And of course we will end the week with Breakfast with Boom on Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll be talking about again probably what is happening, maybe closing arguments or what have you. But uh, I, let me say, let me make sure I got all the super chats and I'm up to date with them. And thank you for everyone who did drop. Uh, actually, two of them came in here. Thank late. Dreadful Sean. What's up, brother? How you feeling? He drops mm. a 
very generous five dollar super chat and says uh the talk about the secret showcase was true they just had the wrong platform holder i guess you're talking about the nintendo showcase as opposed to the so so-called secret showcase that was supposed to be for uh, uh sony which they held everything back and you know we're still waiting on that game shark drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says this is this no this was just supposed to be an exhibition sony uh, <laughs> i mean sounds like makes me think of players club i came i just came to dance that's it <laughs> oh, man. did boom disappear yeah he looks uh, like he did jim ryan said oh, no. oh enough of you he took him out oh, no. him that's in. weird so anyways, okay. guys. That, that, that oh, was, there he I, is. I hit the back button instead of closing the thing out. What a I boot. thought Jim Ryan got you. Jim, Jim <laughs> Ryan might have got yeah, you. Hold on just a second. You. Let me just uh, switch this to the four <laughs> panel. Uh, real quick, uh, let's get to the outros, gentlemen, so you guys can continue your day. Uh, Dreadpool drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, next will be the FTC using CMA's documentation with laughing emojis. <laughs> I, I Look, I'm starting mm-hmm. to get... You know, I mean, there, there, there are people, you know, obviously Tom Warren are going to have big opinions about this. And obviously you're going to get a lot of big media opinions um, before we get to the outros. And well, actually, while we're doing the outros, I just want to kind of get everyone's feeling because I, I, I kind of feel like every day that this case continues, Daniel McGee, it, it's looking worse for Sony. Like it's looking worse for the FTC. Like they, they're having yeah. these these witnesses come to support their claims of foreclosure and the FTC's claim that they're going to doom Sony, which is number one. Um, and every time we continue to move a day of case, uh, you know, a, a day of, uh, of litigation, I, I, I think it's getting worse. Uh, thanks yeah. so much for being here, brother. Sell your brand. And what are your takes on it? A- am I onto something here? Yeah. I mean, so at this point, it feels like the FTC has already pretty handedly lost this case and it's, the fact that there's two more days of this is like, are we going to get to a point? Like, obviously it wouldn't actually happen, but it feels like we're going to get to a point where the judge might be like, actually, we might should be looking at PlayStation. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Because um, they are losing this so bad. Like, right now, uh, as we speak, it feels like the judge and the Microsoft lawyer are basically grading this economist's homework. They're like, okay, so this is wrong and this is wrong and none of this makes sense. And the, is that what's actually happening? Is that what you're hearing? Oh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is, is the judge, and he's sort of taking an attitude with the judge, which is always a great oh, idea. Awesome. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Love it. So, Good. Yeah, I'm Go pretty sure his it. testimony is going to be basically entirely thrown out as well as his model. Um, so that's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> he's. He feels like he's wasted his time. I hope he uh, doesn't lose his job. because I, I, I can assure you, folks, as being a former lawman who is involved in many cases, I've never been yelled at by a judge. Thankfully, because I was always very proper and professional. No, yeah, you're but, just smart enough to not take an attitude with the judge. But I did <laughs> see people take attitudes with the judge, and I did see one one lawyer get taken out in cuffs because he was held in contempt. contempt so court, that actually happens, folks. I saw it happen, and like the other day when they said the co- the court gasped, that I, I was like, got his ass. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, Daniel, sell your yes. brand, brother. Talk about the best place for all long and short content on your amazing YouTube channel. Obviously, you are rewriting the DCEU. Obviously, yep. that had to be a bit of a pause because you were very sick last week. So we're glad that you're better. And more importantly, talk about your Thursday show, which is blowing up on the scene. Yeah, it's doing really well. <laughs> sir. 
yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee or at my personal YouTube channel of Daniel McGee. Um, right now, I'm I'm re rewriting the DCEU. I'm working on a Batman film pitch sort of right now um, that I keep rewriting because I lack the confidence to publish it. Um, but I'm also working on several other smaller video projects, including uh, breaking down all of the different studios that Microsoft was looking at acquiring in 2021 and sort of giving my thoughts on it. So there's uh, a breadth of content coming to my channel in the near future, uh, even though I have sort of accidentally taken like a more than a month hiatus. I apologize for that, but there should be content very soon. So please stop by. I'd love to see you. And uh, you can, of course, find me uh, here or every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, uh, 8 Eastern over at uh, Infinite Umbra's channel uh, on The Fix, where this week, uh, theoretically, we, we probably won't have a, a founding or whatever like a, an answer for this case yet but we will have heard all of the information by that point yes. so i imagine that that's going to be a large portion of what we talk about nice good stuff as always uh retry brother mr game pass yourself mm. listen we saw did you, did you see that tweet from uh oh my god why am i thinking of his name uh the xbox dude what what i can't think of his name anyway there's the, the, the there was a there's lists going around of what's coming out Tom on Warren. game pass for Thank you. Yeah, for the remainder of the year. And folks, it's it's just staggering. Like it's just yep. so much content coming. And it's in it's in your subscription service. And again, I'm paid up to 6626. Now take that for what it's worth. I don't like all those sixes in there, but oh boy. yeah, that's, that's what Should I said, I said to my Diablo wife. It says the anti-boom. It's <laughs> happening. I need to get another month in there to move that seven to move to seven. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Listen, um, you're going to be busy, obviously, yeah. and I want people to not only support you on Twitter, but I want people to get over to your YouTube channel where you do amazing day-to-day -day or daily work. I mean, you're called Game Pass underscore daily for a reason, folks. Uh, we're trying to get Retri to a, a thousand subscribers. Uh, he does an amazing job, not only on Twitter, but of course on his own YouTube channel and every Sunday with web Dave in the gamers council podcast. He's been, they've been having some really killer guests yeah. last week was no, no shortage of amazing guests. Sell your brand brother. Talk about it. Yeah. So you guys can follow me as you know, most of you do, but if you don't uh, game pass underscore daily is my Twitter account and game pass daily, which uh, I just put in there is the YouTube. Um, so yeah, I make all kinds of, I'd make short form, some kind of long form content when I feel like it, when I, or when I have time um, in, in between my jobs. Um, but yeah, and of course, uh, every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Gamers Council with Web Dave, uh, the show has just been killing it. We've had a crazy amount of uh, success on that show. It's, it's actually, we were happy with, 30 people live and now we're averaging 150 plus. So it's kind of blowing me away. It's amazing. So I, it's, it's, I love I, to I just, see it. Uh, I, I got to thank it. you guys. Uh, thank you, Hitman, for all you did on our last show, by the way. He just he just did a super chat, by the way. Boom. Um, just I, I the the amount of support we're getting is 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 crazy. So keep coming by. We'll keep doing what we're doing. And we're going to be doing, obviously, some extra stuff for our members as well. We'll be doing an extra show. We'll talk about that pretty soon. But um, much love to you guys. Thank you, G, May G Maybe. He's been supporting me big time as well. Bushido, all you guys, appreciate you. Thank you for having me today, Boom. It was a good discussion. Honestly, I can't wait. No offense to get off this podcast because I cannot wait to go back and listen to the audio. Um, yes. It is on YouTube, guys. Um, so if you search for it, it's out there. 
if you want to listen. So yes, and, and I do want to apologize because the, the show was originally pitched. I have to go and change the artwork. I have to go back and do some work after this. That we were talk about Starfield uh, and the Todd, Todd. I mean, think about this for a second. Todd Howard had a Starfield one-on-one interview with the X-Cast dudes, and we haven't even talked about it. I'm going to take that and I'm going to move it to thursday's one-on-one or maybe even i'll get a guest or two on to help you know to help conversate you know move the conversation along with i still rain to talk about the Starfield, uh where they clarify there's no fishing i you know thank you jess corden and there's also uh there's no vehicles but it's okay because the jetpack basically mimics uh a vehicle which is i'd rather have have it on my back than have to climb into something and drive personally that's just me uh, but real quick, before we get to uh, Infinite Umbra, Hitman dropped a very generous $10. Super Gen says, so with the Sega deals, Microsoft uh, wanted to put games on Game Pass and day one on PlayStation. Uh, man, if that's all it takes to get more publishers to team Xbox, put all the games on PlayStation for full price. Uh, I'm good with just having Game Pass exclusives. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. I, I'm right there with you. I yep. think I, I've said this before, and I will continue to beat this drum. Game Pass is the Xbox exclusive because yep. you're not buying said game. You're literally just pressing download and, in most cases, pre-installing and playing day one the minute it comes out. But Umbra, sell the fix, brother. Talk about the best place for incredible content each and every Thursday. One of the best singing voices in the business. So your album, obviously, you'll be able to sell there. Talk about it. What a fool believes. <laughs> he cheats. <laughs> Wise men have the power. All right. I'm stop. I'm sorry. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Sorry. Oh, he. Okay. Um. <laughs> Good discussion. Right. I knew he was going to hate. I was waiting for it. You know, I have to ask you guys something before anything. How does this mic sound to you guys? Sounds good. Clear. Yeah. I had picked up a new Shure mic. Uh, There you go. Yeah. I'm feeling fancy over here. I just wanted to know, you know. (laughs) But uh, no, this is a good discussion, guys. You know, it's, it's, it's funny how I could be so tired. And then get in here and start talking with you guys, and it just wakes mm-hmm. me up. Wake me up before you go. Go take that, Bushido. So, but no, <laughs> um, yeah, you guys can find us on the picks. Me and Danny. This week uh, we have Luke Steele. So far, I, I'm trying to. Now that you mentioned the Starfield thing, boom. I think I'm going to try to get uh, Skullsy on because uh, we did speak with him. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you all didn't get him, Retri. I thought you all were going to have him this past week. Yeah, we no, we were we were reaching out. He couldn't make it this Sunday, but ah. that's okay. We we got our guests, so we're good. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, no, I'll try to. I figure maybe we can cover some of that Starfield, uh, you know, topic as well as I know we're going to talk on the FTC thing here, and that's why. I, figured i would bring luke in on this because he can maybe he can break down things a little more um professionally for us if you will i suppose you know instead of my, maybe my uh more fan fanboyistic views maybe he can kind of ground us you know what i mean it, like he did before and he's down for that so uh that's what we're aiming for this week and of course that's thursdays at eight o'clock eastern if you got guys i already shared my link above if you all haven't subscribed please do so um, and of course, Xbox Infinite podcast on Friday is at eight o'clock Eastern as well. 
Brisket is trying to implement some new changes. He, I think he's trying to get on camera, guys, so you all will be able to see his bushy oh. beard more. And Doom Cutie, she'll be on nice. camera more with him as well. You know, nice. Excellent. So I, I'm working my way slowly there. I, I got to get me a proper setup. I don't my my place is not set up to properly display everything nicely. I want to. I want my stuff to look nice, and you know how everybody got the lighting, neon lights all in the background. I want all my mm -hmm. stuff to look like that, and I'm just not there at all. So. <laughs> Oh, I've but got yeah. some bookcase. I ain't got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look, 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 look around podcast. I'm from the corner of the apartment. I, what is that, Mrs. Boom? Boom's, uh, you know, peacock. Oh, okay. Little, I didn't know what that was back then. Yeah, giant peacock. She, that, 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 that's her thing. Okay, they, I thought it was like a drum animals, thing or something. They bring good luck. So, uh, uh, okay. There yeah. you go. Uh, listen, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for obviously making this another successful show. We, I, I think we came close to 800 live viewers which is just amazing we continue to grow the channel i cannot thank you enough for uh hanging out with us each and every uh, uh tuesday uh hopefully you enjoyed enough uh enjoy today's conversation enough to hit the like button and if you are finding the channel i saw a lot of new names in here please consider subscribing we are a pinch away from 13k folks and we'd love to get there by the end of the week i don't think we could but you know you never know uh and if you are Someone that donated through Super Chat or through channel membership, Mrs. Boom, thank Mrs. Boom and I thank you from the bottom of our hearts. They do help out more than you possibly know. And of course, folks, I want to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the xbox factor podcast yeah.